Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Friday morning. It is a feel-good Friday without football this weekend, but of course, next weekend it is Super Bowl 57, and that's where we will be spending the week out at the site of Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix with the Chiefs and the Eagles. And just as the show was wrapping up yesterday, I looked down at my phone as you were preparing to do your Saturday morning and your podcast with Mike Valenti. I said, what did Julian Love just say? I saw this clip. I said, what? Why would he do that? As he just trashes the Eagles head coach. Yes, the Eagles head coach that is coaching the team that absolutely crushed the New York Giants. He said Nick Sirianni was in for a free ride. Now, that's an interesting quote. Forget the Kelsey brothers. Forget Andy Reid and the Eagles. Julian Love going right after the head coach of a division rival. Whoa! We've got that. We've got a fun Knicks win. Plenty of stuff. I was a coach last night in a college basketball game. I will tell you about that as well. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Hey, good morning, G. I'm doing great. As uh, So is R.J. Barrett this morning, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot better after his last latest benching and came out and really proved that, you know, you got to keep the intensity up. You know, it's all about keeping intensity up, but it's hard to do that for an 82-game season regardless of uh, basketball or hockey. I don't know how, really don't know how the guys do it, to be honest with you. And he got a little bit of a wake-up call, and then uh, the good news is is that he basically came back and uh, didn't let it affect his game. As a matter of fact, he took his game to another level, which which is good, which is really good. Uh, you know, the other thing, it's, it's kind of interesting. You were talking about... Um, you know, being this college basketball guy last night, yeah, this assistant coach with uh, Hofstra, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, I- I'm watching the score on my phone, yeah, and I'm like, man, just win by four, win by four, because Eddie the pick shock, he picked Hofstra to cover, yep, and the number was three and a half, <laughs> and here you are with a free throw at the end of the game. <laughs> That actually pushes it to four, and yeah. I like I didn't know whether to be happy. I was really happy for you because I know this was a big thing for you last night. Yeah, but I was I don't know I was like there was something satisfying about the whole thing. Oh, of course, you're telling me. I mean, it just was full circle. I was worried about the picks jockey because I didn't want people to be mad at Hofstra if they didn't cover and they weren't playing great in the first half. And this was a team that had beaten them, Towson, the last time they met pretty handily. And then there was just this massive comeback. They were nailing their threes in the second half and they pulled away there at the very end for those who uh, wanted the three and a half. But what an experience. I'll, I'll tell you all about it as the show goes on. But it was just as, as cool as it gets to be on the bench and actually be a part of like everything the coaches did. They allowed me to be a part of every one of their pregame meetings, halftime, the adjustments in the locker room before the game in the locker room at halftime after the game to celebrate. So it was it was tremendous. And by the way, they're in first place now. 
in the in their conference, the CAA. Man, so very, are, very cool. You, you are such a front runner. It's not even Oh, funny. it's great. Yeah. And now that they're in first place, you're all over them. Yeah, I am 100% all over them. And uh, I'm now the good luck charm locally. I go to an Islander game. They were on a bad streak. And look at that. They broke that streak and they won. And they won two in a row. And uh, now they had a tough time with Towson the last time, Hofstra. I show up. Victory. I have now turned this whole thing around. Maybe that Vikings-Giants game has turned this whole mush thing around for me. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I'm a good luck charm. Gio's living his best life now, as we... Oh. Uh, as we see, and that yeah. was uh, that was great for you last night. I mean, that was just great for us locally too, for that matter. And like I said, for Eddie the Picks jockey man, I was just <laughs> please win this game. So anyway, that was great. And uh, saw yesterday where uh, Aaron Rodgers said there's one team that he's definitely not going to. Yeah, the 49ers. That's right. Said that at Pebble Beach. Yeah, it wasn't the uh, yeah. Well, he's probably right about that simply because they're in the NFC. And he was direct asked a direct question, and he gave a direct answer. Yeah, and I still think that he holds the whole draft thing against the 49ers, and he probably just never wants to play there. You know what? I mean... <laughs> I'm telling you, he's that type of guy to hold a grudge. You see? I, I, yeah, I understand. It's not really the organization that is there now that, that made those choices. You know, know what I'm saying? These are totally different people. And by the way, it's not a, the fact that he holds a grudge. He knows that Green Bay is not going to send him... To the 49ers, because essentially, if he went to the 49ers and they figured out somehow to fit him under, under their salary cap, uh, then they would be the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. That's right. So, it's, that's well, why would Green Bay do that? They wouldn't, and I don't believe that they would trade him anywhere in the NFC. So, it reminds me, because we talked all the parallels with Favre, and this brings me back to when you took me to my second Vikings-Packers Monday night football game. The first one was Aaron Rodgers' first start, and you were still doing Westwood, and you took me to that at Lambeau. The next year is when the Vikings had Favre. It was 2009 season. And I remember I was in the press box, and Ted Thompson, who has since passed away, and Mark Murphy, who is still there, were watching this in front of me. Green Bay GM and Green Bay president. That's right. So they're watching this, and it's it's Favre. He first played against them in the Metrodome. So this was the Metrodome, Minnesota. That was the first time Favre played the Packers. And I, when I tell you, I could see these guys, the veins in their head pulsating with <laughs> anger and just anxiety with what was going on because Favre had found his way not only back into the conference but back into the division with a team they couldn't stand and here he was having this season that was incredible and he's beating the Packers. These guys were absolutely livid about it and I got to see that with a smile on my face and I know that Mark Murphy is still there and there's no way if they can avoid it they are going to allow Aaron Rodgers to be in the conference. If it yeah. works out some way where he goes to place for a year and then finds another way into the conference, maybe like Favre, but there is no way they're letting that happen again. Yeah, well, you know, for me, it's um, <laughs> it's it's just like, if you're going to make a play for him, you got to make sure that he is in for at least two to three years. You have to. Like, if you're the Jets and you're going to go after him, you have to, I mean, I you legitimately have to sit down with him and his agent and say, look, if, if we do this, you know, we got to make sure you're committed to this. You know, we, we can't have this, you know, all you know, after every season, you know, this whole you're going to take your time and make your decisions. I mean, and if I'm Green Bay, in this case especially, he is the highest paid player in the league. I mean, they can't really do any more for him financially or 
the way that they treat him or allow him to do whatever he wants to do in Green Bay. I mean, sure. I th- so so if you are a team that is acquiring him again, like I, I've been saying, you better make sure that he does what Tom Brady did for Tampa Bay, that he has immersed himself and he is all in. Because if, if you know, you're a year from now, it, let's just say a month from now, I'd say there's going to be major excitement somewhere if he gets traded. And let's say it's here in New York. And a year from now, we could find ourselves in the same situation that we found ourselves with Brett Favre. I, you could. You could end up, and then all of a sudden, he's gone, you're, all your assets are gone, and uh, you probably have some long-term commitment financially on your salary cap. I mean, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it is. But I think that when you're recruiting someone like that, those questions are very difficult to ask, especially when you're talking about a temperamental person, like very sensitive person like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the, the Jets, I can't see the Jets. If they had a phone call with him, I understand it's going to be tough with him under contract or whatever the way it works. If they ever get a chance to talk to Aaron Rodgers, Joe Douglas, Rob Sala, Woody Johnson, the upper echelon of the organization, I can't see them going, are you going to be all in, Aaron? Are you going to be the I'm guy sorry, that's going to come here? To, they're not going to do that. They're going to be kissing his ass, you talking about to. how great it would be for him to turn I, around I, this organization. Honestly, I think you really be, you know, he's a businessman. He understands what's going on. He's 39 years old. And, you know, he didn't start his first four years. So he's basically, you know, got time left on the shelf. There's no question about that. But I I think you have to go in there and you have to say to him, hey, Aaron, we want you. Don't don't get us wrong. We really, really want you. We think that you're going to be the piece that's going to take us to the next level. We just need to know that if we're going to do this, that you're going to be with us for three years. We can't just say this is a one year and maybe you're going to leave or maybe you're not going to leave. I mean, we got to we I got to make sure that you are the guy. I, I, and I don't know why that seems to be so hard of a conversation well, to have. Because Aaron Rodgers, he's probably going to get offended by something like that oh, because he's Aaron Rodgers. Are you serious? Aaron. You're telling me I've been all in my whole career. Now, all of a sudden, what do you think? Well, I'm going to no come way, there, you know, put Aaron. my feet up, I'm going to mail it in? You think I'm a mail-it-in type of guy? No, I, I didn't say you're a mail-it-in type of guy. I think that you're going to be in, at least when you get here, you're going to be into it. But I just need to know. That if we're going to spend the amount of money that we're going to spend and have to give you the guaranteed contract that you're going to want, then I just got to make sure that, you know, look, we, we got to be with this got to be smooth sound because there will be bumpy times. There will be bumpy uh, bumps along the road and they'll lose some games and he may get banged up or whatever. But I just got to make sure that I'm getting a guy that is committed. So he's 39 years old. He's relatively in good shape. He does have injury history. Yeah. Um, uh, he's a fantastic football player. He's a guy that you want to watch when you see him out there on the field. And it would be really interesting had he, if he does come here as a Jet. But again, I, I just, you, when you're thinking about what you got to give up and what you, when, when you have to pay him and how, and how you're going to pay him and how that could really disrupt your team moving forward, you got to make sure that he's going to be all in. I think, you have to, I think you have to assume that. What's he going to say? No? Like, if he gets a conversation with the Jets and he goes, you know, I don't think I am going to be all in. I don't know. I'm a year-to-year guy. I just don't, you know, I'll play with you for a year. I don't, I have no idea. Well, then, you think then, the Jets then, are going to be like, ah, you know, so you'd come to us. We could guarantee a year with you, Aaron Rodgers, when we're a quarterback-starved organization, but... Like, I don't know if you're really but committed you know the next year, so then? we're going to say no? No, no, but you know what that does then? Then you go back to Green Bay and say, look, you know, he's, I, you know, we're not giving you two first-round picks or whatever you think you want for us to take Aaron Rodgers off your hands. You know, now all of a sudden the compensation looks a little bit different from the Jets' side of things. If you can't, 
I, I don't know why it's so hard to ask somebody that question. Are you in or you're not? Because if you're not in, then maybe we're, we need to move on. You need to move on, and we we got to find think he's out something the, else. I think he's earned the respect for that to be an assumption. That, that's uh, why. I, that's why I think it is. The guy's won MVPs. He's won a Super Bowl. I think when he's on the field, yes, the off seasons are crazy. There's no doubt about it. But when he's in that uniform, he is that guy that is all in, and he is trying to win, and he always has been that guy. And I think that asking him that question is sort of like, at what point in my career when I have taken the field have I looked like I'm not an all-in guy? I mean, it's not that long ago that I was the best player in football. And this past year, I might have been able to do it again if I didn't break my thumb. Yeah, sometimes at 39, I have these journeys in the offseason and I contemplate what I want to do with my life. But then I always end up coming back to football because that's what I want to do. So uh, are we uh, are we kind of saying that it's either going to be the Raiders, the Jets, or the Titans? Yeah, that those are the three that uh, make the most sense, yes. Now, the Tennessee Titans, I think, that's more of a, um, I don't know if he's got a relationship with with Vrabel, um, but that's more of a, we know he loves Nashville. He's got, he just was there. He's got teammates and former teammates that live there. That would be like more of a, hey, if I'm going to go anywhere, I'll go there. But they, they got some work to do to, to surround him with some pieces there. In the New York Jets roster offensively, and you can confidently say this, you know, and they know they got to do some work to their offensive line, but but they got legit weapon. They got two legit stars. You hope Brees Hall comes back healthy, but in Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, and and I they are they are ready to go. And I you know Elijah Moore, by the way, with and Corey Davis with um, Aaron Rodgers. You think he's going to get the best out of those guys? It, it yeah. would be a completely different set of circumstances for them, and they they would be totally happy. Yeah, as opposed to bringing Lamar Jackson here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think that if he's talking strictly football, I know Devontae Adams is in L.A. I mean, oh, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Los, he's in he's in Vegas. So that's going to be a huge to me. The bigger competitor is the Raiders, but not to get too much in the weeds financially here. But as we talked about yesterday, the, the one of the teams that does not have that cash to be able to just pay Aaron Rodgers $50 million is Mark Davis and the Raiders. True. Now, Woody Johnson said he would make that big financial commitment. So, to me, if he wants to go elsewhere, and we're talking strictly football and a team that can pay him, then it's got to be the Jets. But he's a different type of guy. Maybe he thinks that he can have control over what the Titans do in the offseason. He's got ideas. Maybe there's a couple of guys. Alan Lazard's a free agent. Maybe he brings him over there. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I would be more scared about the Titans than I would be the right. Raiders. Well, the other thing, too, is that Nashville and Las Vegas both. No tax. No tax dates. Yeah, but I got my W-2 yesterday. I was taking a look at that number. Oh. I was thinking about that. Well, why do you want to do that to yourself? I it, I opened it up and I looked. You yes. wouldn't look? I know what W-2 it is. W-2 comes in the mail? You don't want to look at it? I know what it is. You guys look at your W-2s? You take a look, you just bring oh, it to I the look. tax guy. You got to look. After. I, 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 I know what that. it is. You do not look? No. He's got a wealth management team. Yeah, but also his wife handles his finances. No, but he's got a bit huge wealth management team. You saw them. Wealth uh, Partners. Yeah, Yeah. Red Bank, New Jersey. Right, and they showed up at uh, the Garmani event, Garmani Boom, and I mean, there was this gaggle of people. There must have been like seven or eight people. So came out of a Bentley, two Bentleys. 100%. Yeah, Uh, so, but does does Marion look? Oh, yeah. Oh, she looks. Okay, so somebody's looking at it in your family. 
I mean, that's just what I'm so saying. So when you look at that number and you say, okay, so who are the jagoffs that we actually put in office to spend that money? Yeah. And just how are they, they spending it? And what are they trying to jam down your throat? Right. A, so the two things that yeah. I know they're spending it on yes. is a football stadium in the middle of effing nowhere, upstate New York, that'll be open for 10 dates a year. Okay. That's several billion dollars. Okay. And then they just pumped in, and I hope they do it right this time because it would be a good thing. They pumped in a billion dollars into mental health, but the last time that happened, it was the mayor's wife who was a part of some facocto organization that just put the money on fire. So if you're going to tell me you're actually going to do it right and help some of the people out there with mental health issues that are on the streets and everything else, that's great, but... I don't trust that you're going to use that billion dollars correctly. How about free hotel rooms and food? All right, exactly. Hey, how about yeah. that? You want to spend money on that, too? No, I, I don't. And the city is paying $90,000 a day to the Watson Hotel to be able to house the migrants. So I think what we, a need nice to do, we, need to, we need to build up uh, Why did you get me on this? How did this I, I happen? I don't know, because you talked about your W-2. Well, I don't you know talked about taxes. I don't, how am I here now? Why am I talking about New York City finances? You put these idiots in office. They're the I ones didn't who put these idiots in office. Money, I don't yes. vote for the New York City people. I live in Sayville, God damn it. Well, you also live in the state of New York. Yeah, I didn't vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting on me for? I'm not getting on you. I'm just, just kind of you know keeping it real. That's, that's all. Man, oh man. Oh man, you, you 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 dragged me right into the negative abyss on this feel good Friday. Well, you tell you it, it is uh, tax season, as you know. Yeah, go to Tax Slayer, do it for free. That's what I do. Oh, that's what you do. Yeah, you're doing your own taxes these days. Uh, well, I, I got to be involved. I got to know what's going on. Well, you sitting there on like your iPad doing Tax Slayer? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I just put the numbers in and kind of makes it pretty easy for me. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. CBS Sports Network. Warm-up show from 5 to 6 every morning is on before us. It will also be in Phoenix from 3 to 4 in the morning local time. And I've got an Al Dukes and a Jerry Recco nugget. That's why I'm giving them the plug here. The Jerry Recco nugget is just simply, hmm. Jerry, I have no idea how you do what you do with these college basketball games. I know Boomer did it for a long time with Monday Night Football. All the respect there. But Jerry, with the traveling that Jerry's doing now, calling these games, I didn't do anything except like loiter, sit on the bench, and watch the other coaches coach. I just sat there. Yeah, and it was thirty-five minutes away from my house, and I got home at like ten something, ten oh five. You're fired up. I mean, I was fired up because the game was over and they won, and it was great, and they were in first place, and I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. And, uh, then I'm thinking Jerry does this all the time, and he's calling the game. What if they're like a big win? He probably never sleeps. So anyway, it's, it's, it's fun, isn't it, Boom? Oh, yeah. yeah. Great, yeah. <laughs> More respect to you for doing that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and the Al Dukes one, as I was uh, one eye open driving in this morning, <laughs> uh, this was the smelling salts for me to get going in my morning, knowing that we were going to have a good day and a great show when Al and Jerry are talking about uniforms and which uniforms the Chiefs and the Eagles are going to wear during the Super Bowl and how they need to think about that. People did remind me of the uh, color rush uniforms of Jets and Bills that one night, and blind people couldn't see it. Right. <laughs> blind people couldn't see it. <laughs> no, blind out. people can't see anything. <laughs> he left I out mean, a word. Yeah, I know he did. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. <laughs> I don't believe it was Eddie who went, color blind people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
People did remind me on Twitter that blind people couldn't see those uniforms. <laughs> Thank you, Twitter, as I would have never thought about that. <laughs> My bad. <Yeah. laughs> and you make a lot of mistakes, Al. I mean, a lot of errors, oh, man. For sure. A lot, yes, of a lot of errors. We all do. <laughs> all right. Jerry, what's going on, man? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. So Julian Love made some uh, headlines yesterday as he was on NFL Network talking about the Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, who was on his way to a Super Bowl. How about that? Here was Love on the job he's done. He's a guy who really is doing a great job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player? And that guy's doing that. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's even for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team. <laughs> he's any wow. Uh, what they were asking him about was him looking weird into the camera at that point. Yeah, like basically trash talking into the camera. Yes. Nick Sirianni when things were going well for the Eagles during a game, and that's what Peter Schrager said. What do you think of this stuff? And Julian Love said not at all. And then right. he, he gets a free ride, which is it's just a dumb thing to say when that's the team that crushed you. And I think that the bigger point not not this year so much, but last year in his first year. Everybody thought that that team was rebuilding, that he was a buffoon, and he got him to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, what you got to realize about this team is you don't, like, people don't look deeper behind what's going on in this roster. This roster is a really young roster, and they are kind of in the midst of a turnover. Some of their older guys, like Fletcher Cox, maybe a couple of these other guys uh, on defense, Brandon Graham, mm -hmm. they, they may not be here next year, or maybe they're here as part-timers, you know, make a little less money. But they have already drafted their replacements, or they have signed their replacements. It's a really young team, and that's going to be the issue that the Giants are going to face. You know, can they catch up to all of these young guys and all the great, you know, draftings that Howie Roseman has made over the next five years? They are really good, though. Yeah. They're, they're young. Stars, they're young. Yes. Yep. Here's Brandon Graham. He would respond to love. A lot of people just mad because of what happened this season. I understand, but... Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely carried no weight because, I mean, coach proved itself each and every day. And uh, if you're not in here, you really wouldn't know that. So it's just all lip service. No lip I mean, service. You don't, you don't win the NFC championship without a coach that knows what he's doing. I mean, I don't, you got you to have organization. You got to have uh, clear, defined roles for your coaching staff and for your players. And you got to be able to organize all of it. And, uh, I don't know what the hell Julian loves. Yeah, I mean, about. and also the way that Jalen Hurts has matured and played, you got to point to the head coach there, too, don't you? I mean, nobody, he was a second round pick. Uh, people didn't think that it was a great pick by the Eagles, and they were wondering why the hell they would do it. Uh, he had, he didn't look great last year, and he came back this year, I understand, with the addition of A.J. Brown does help a lot. And but, Devontae Smith. Yeah, but he was there the year prior. Yeah. But, um, he, <laughs> I mean, he really, really matured to an MVP candidate. I don't know. You, you can't not give any. A free ride is pretty strong. <laughs> not in the NFL. There are no free rides. You know, there, are, there really aren't. Yeah. I mean, so it, I think it's a little bit mischaracterization. And, you know, fortunately for Julian Love, he's going to have to hear about it. You know that every time they go to play the Eagles, this is what you're going to hear about. Yeah. I mean, think about the, the Chargers this year. Everybody thought that that team was going to be a Super Bowl contender, and they did make the playoffs. But I mean, it was very, very disappointing. Well, they that should have been Jacksonville, right? And, the, and they didn't. But that—that's a disappointing season right there for a team that had a lot of talent. They got Khalil Mack, Justin Herbert. Now look at this. I mean, underachieved. So, 
I mean, is that, you know, was Brandon Staley given a free ride there and screw it up? I just, he's just pissed off because they got killed. And Nick Sirianni's <laughs> one of those in-your-face guys, and it's annoying. I get it. I've been like that. I try to, you know, the teams that I don't like, I try to tear down and make me feel better about myself, and that's what Julian loves doing. Meantime, this video was going around from the Pro Bowl games last night. This was Derek Carr on ESPN after, I guess, he played well and threw the ball well in this competition. Have you ever been that hot? In Las Vegas. Not that hot. Uh, it's probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> People found that hilarious. Yeah. Not good for him. Which we honest. know. Yeah. We know he's uh, going to end up somewhere else. Um, where will Aaron Rodgers end up? That's a question that you guys were discussing to open the show. One city that has been ruled out that we found out with Rodgers at Pebble Beach yesterday. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole. Got any news you want to share with us? <laughs> Not going to San Fran. And that was as he was teeing the ball up. I guess a guy from the Golf Channel uh, who we were talking to. So Niners out. Maybe, yeah, I perhaps. Mean, I I thought that. See, that was the first time I heard that. I saw the headlines. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was asked about San Francisco no. directly. So he went out of his he way. He offered to say, that. Yeah, he went out of his way to say, "I'm not going to San Fran." You know, the inter- I, I would think that there would be a lot of San Fran football fans out at that event. Yeah, so they're probably yelling at him and everything else. So maybe that's why he did it. Could be. I didn't get to see uh, much of that yesterday at all. Uh, reaction still coming about uh, Tom Brady, of course, as he is uh, retired. As we know, we know that Mike and Chris were on first take when the news broke. Uh, this was an ESPN host. Yesterday on first take, Mike Francesca had something to say about Tom Brady's legacy. <laughs> Francesca. Hey, 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 sweetheart. Listen, I've been doing this for 150 years, okay? So you better get the name right. It's not It's not Francesca, it's Francesca, okay? So do your homework. I don't know how you made it here. I don't know how you got here. I have no idea. I've been number one for 200 years. And you and you do what? You're, you're a nothing. You're a nothing person. You, you, you just no. you got no talent. You're a nothing person. No, didn't say that. Get some ratings, sweetheart. Okay, get some ratings and then come back to me. Can I ask you a question? Oh, yeah. Uh, didn't you uh, call McGloin or McGloin? McGloin? McCloughlin? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, listen, I never said that. So you know I never said that. I don't know. They just, they manipulate audio. Those guys, because they don't like me and they're jealous. They manipulate audio. So, I mean, you know, I'm on, I'm on five hours a day. Number one, you know, sometimes I'm not saying I said it because I didn't say it, but you sometimes if I, I didn't say it, you did say, it. but if I did say it, it's just, you know, sometimes okay, and listen, folks, you said it, there's more good moments in bed. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't be number one for 300 That's years <laughs> without, you know, being more good than bad. So, all right, sweetheart. All right, toots. So, so get it right. Uh, so we know Funhouse has had fun with Mike. Yeah. He's gone after Colin Cowherd. Did you see yesterday what he what he said? The Jets uh, and Aaron Rodgers. Thing no, no, the oh. thing with uh, Cowherd with the Nets. I did not Cowherd see this. Comes on and basically says he's talking about the Nets Celtics. He goes the Brooklyn Nets go to Bo- the Brooklyn Nets and KD go to Boston and they're down forty six nineteen. Yeah, not good. Is he not realizing? No, he's not playing. Is he even paying attention? Well, the, just but how do you not know cash that? The checks. Yeah, Kevin Durant's one of those national names right. you should be paying attention. You want to tell me Seth Curry didn't play? Okay. Sure. The uh, the one that I saw that Funhouse posted was, so last week he said, Aaron Rodgers is a great fit for the Jets. And then, like, yesterday he goes, Aaron Rodgers is a terrible fit for <laughs> the Jets. Come on. Really? Look, the video's up there. I didn't see that. It's That's like funny. a week apart. It's amazing. <laughs> 
This is pretty funny. Uh, a warrant issued for the arrest, the arrest of Bengals running back Joe Mixon on a complaint of misdemeanor aggravated menacing. What allegedly pointed a, a gun. Like when I hear menacing, I, I just know. feel like someone stands next to someone and goes, ah! <laughs> well, like, stop menacing. He might have done that, but I think he had a gun. Oh, 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 yeah. oh But geez. that said, the agent, his agent came out and said, we expect these charges dropped immediately because there's no basis to them. Okay. So we'll see. So hopefully that is true. Uh, Nick's heat last night, wild finish. Plays off the inbound, out of bio, Butler, Struess, and Hero. Makes by the way up two. In the hands of Vincent. Butler looking, get it in, Hero, corner, puts up a three. Mike Breen on MSG 106-104 was the final. R.J. Barrett had 30 on 13 of 23 shooting. Julius Randle 23 and 10. And New York does hold on. No Jalen Brunson in this game. He was sick. Here was uh, Tibbs like the D in this one. The effort was was really good, strong. Um, Miami's been playing really well uh, for a while, so I knew it would be a good test. And a test that they came through with flying colors. Now, if you remember, Barrett didn't play the last several minutes the other night. A big deal was made of that. He didn't talk to the media, so he greeted them afterwards last night. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm talking to you guys today. <laughs> Did that with a smile, too. Um, here was here was Julius Randle, happy about finding out he's going to the All-Star game, but he did have a question. It's a, it's a team effort, man. It's a, a team honor. Only thing that really sucks about it is I think Jalen should be right Where here. Where's Jalen Brunson? He should definitely How does he be not there. make it? I don't know. Disposition, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, even the TNT guys were, were wondering why Jalen Brunson wasn't uh, on the on the roster. So hey, Give him a rest, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. A few days off. Fair need enough. you for the stretch run. I'm fine with it. Jalen Brunson's been the best player. Without a doubt. He should be there ahead of Julius Randle. Julius Randle, good for him, bounce back year. But I'd, I'd rather have my guys not. I mean, it's a, it's a ex, stupid exhibition nonsense. That too. defense, stupid-ass thing. LeBron stupid had... Stupid-ass thing. Such a stupid-ass well, thing. By the way, aside, even the baseball one isn't great, but it's a lot better than these other three. Oh the hockey God. one, I don't know what the hell they're doing there. It's a skills challenge. Yeah, but they introduced a new, some ridiculous thing this year, did they not? Aren't they I'm playing sure golf with hockey or something? Yeah, something yeah. Playing a different I, sport? Yeah, I don't know. And they're all stuck. They have some new. What is it? You you know? Come on. Are they playing <laughs> like a? They're they're shooting pucks off of like not off of grass, but on some sort of plastic surface with, uh, you know, hockey sticks. I think, and they're just trying to get it into a the hole. Like, like what are we doing? Golf with hockey. It's like hockey pucks. golf. It's kind of like watching Derek Carr yesterday throw the ball out at the skills it's challenge. It's stupid. Yeah, it is. It Every really single is. bit of it. Yep. Hockey's stupid. They're not going to play the guys, guys just don't want, they don't want to get hurt. Then That's eliminate all. it. Just call them pro bowlers and move on and all-stars. Uh, TV yeah, guys are telling me it's called pitch and puck. They're, they're <laughs> you know, people are actually watching this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I found myself watching uh, senior bowl practice yesterday. That, well, that's I'm a loser. That, yeah. I could see that. Because those are the guys that you're going to see in the NFL next year and in their draft. Yeah. So that helps you out a little bit. Watching pitch and puck, not so much. <laughs> Lakers beat the Pacers 112-111. 26 for LeBron. He's 63 away from Kareem now. Um, I'll get into next hour the Cavaliers and Grizzlies because apparently um, Dylan Brooks is going after guys' groins. So we'll get to that next hour as well. Mavericks beat the Pelicans 111-106. Controversial ending because the officials admitted to two mistakes on one play, by the way, at the end. Pelicans upset about that. Luka Doncic at 31, but left with a heel injury. How about Giannis? 20 of 54 in the fourth quarter. Bucks beat the Clippers 106-105. Uh, and Hofstra 
as G was there, a 76-72 win over Towson last night. Yeah, absolutely tremendous. And I was I was worried they weren't playing all that well. Towson was a bad matchup for them, but then they started hitting their threes in the second half. Aaron Estrada is their big player, so yeah, I'm way on. I'm the last guy on the bench. I here. see you. You see me celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Were you yeah. in the huddles? Yep, every single time. Yeah, I was just I was out there. I so the coaches. They usually have one assistant coach that sits there and he gets down in the faces of the players. And then the rest of the coaches huddle up behind. Congregate. Yeah, and I was a part of the congregation. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Did you learn anything? Oh, my God, did I learn. I mean, I learned so much. Look at you. Look at you. It was was, in the middle there, Liam. Yep. It was was (laughs) funny. with dark pants. Yeah, I know. I was like, you should have told me to wear khakis. I didn't know that the, all the coaches were wearing khakis. Look, you're looking very serious. They're shaking hands. Yeah, yeah, hands shake look line. Yeah. yeah, good look game, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good game. Say yeah, yeah. Great game, guys. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Give me yeah. one thing you learned. Um, about their game plan on how they doubled their Towson's best players. And when they did it, I thought was like was, when they ran to them. When they fascinating, like the just the what they saw on the offense, how they doubled. The whole bench had a code word for it, and I just thought that that's what impressed me was the fact that everybody had studied the tape, knew what they were doing, yeah. and when the bench saw what the offense was doing, they were all screaming. You know, they were going next, 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 and I was like, whoa, I was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Everybody's locked yes, in. Pretty they, good. They know what's Look happening. That. Welcome, Greg Giannotti. You, you're you're making the jumbo to the assistant. <laughs> yeah, assistant that's to the true. assistant coach. You know what's amazing is you're making jumbotrons all over the place. I know this is my second jumbotron in a week. That's right. That's me with the mullet and the guitar. That's the uh, the picture that they used. Speaking of the jumbotron, yeah, that Pamela Anderson documentary. Well, and I know everyone knows the story about where they they found her. Mm-hmm. They have all the footage in the documentary. Of that it night. It was tremendous. Was a hockey game in Toronto or it was something? It a football game. It was a football game. Football game or was a hockey game? No, it was a football game. Okay. Yeah. Pretty wild. Wow. That yeah. is, that's CFL cool. CFL game? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I got to check that out. Yep. Hear great things about that documentary. So far, so good. CBS Sports Network. A couple of different things here on this feel-good Friday. A one, I saw major action on the Southern State Parkway yesterday. Major action. Major action driving to the Hofstra game. So there's a guy, he's flying down the right lane. He's getting chased by Suffolk police. Now, if you know the ins and outs here. He's probably stole a car. Hold on, maybe. But the Suffolk police, that's not their jurisdiction on the southern state. That's state police. So they obviously were chasing him from another road, and he got onto the southern state. And then I see him pull off. The guy pulls off to the side on the grass, gets out, and starts running into the woods. Yeah, well, there you go. Definitely ripped off the car. Running into the woods! And then I look at my rear view, and the cop right on his ass gets out and follows him into the woods. And I'm honking. I'm like, let's go! Get the son of a bitch! It was awesome! I felt like I was watching a movie! Yeah, maybe you were. I don't think so. I didn't okay. see any cameras. But it was, it was great. That's a weird deal, the jurisdiction thing. You know, the state road versus the local road. And the, uh, you know, then of course you have the, you know, like the LIE, which is a 
international, which is the national road. Sure, right. You get some sheriffs that are there yeah, occasionally. Yeah, you get then you get the person. highway patrol Tahoes. You get all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I was thinking maybe this guy was like savvy enough to be like, I'm going to pull on the Southern State because you guys aren't technically allowed to be over here. Exactly. But they didn't care because they were in pursuit of a criminal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably one of these kids that comes to Long Island to steal cars. Yeah, most likely. Or he could have been a guy who did something worse and they were after him. And who the hell knows? He didn't want to get caught. But I was just, I, I'm sorry. Like, stuff like that makes me happy. I don't know okay, why. Well, that's good. But, like, it was just fun to see. It gave me a little little jolt as I was driving a Hofstra last night. Man doing his job, man. Damn right. Getting out and running. I like it. You so know, what was the other thing? Um, oh, one sec, I'll tell you. But I, I was thinking if I was that cop, I would just be like, all right, you know what? You want to run in the woods? Run in the woods. I'm going to take this car. I'm going to impound it. I'm going to figure out who you are. I'm going to release a German shepherd into the woods to find you. I'm not running. <laughs> like, if that were me. That's yeah. why all the credit to the uh, the cops that got out and run. All right, the other thing is there's a Chinese spy balloon over Montana. Yeah, so we have ICBM silos there, nuclear missile silos there. And, the, you know, the senator's... From Montana are claiming that that thing should be shot down, and I agree totally, 100%. Did you see this story, Al? No, but this was, the, you know, the UFO people yeah. say that these things that are people think are UFOs could be these, like, spy drones from China. Yeah, or spy balloon. In this case, it's a spy balloon. Is that right? Yeah, a high-altitude spy balloon. Yeah, so shoot it down. What, what are we doing? Let me ask you something. It's not that high altitude because people are seeing it with their eyes and then they're getting close-up pictures. So what are these... Uh, shoot it down. I know shoot it down, so we obviously be able to shoot it down. I agree we should shoot it down. We should take it and look at all the footage or whatever else. <laughs> There's got to be a guy out there with a gun in Montana to just shoot it down. What the hell? <laughs> I think that Jeffree Star I was talking to you about <laughs> yesterday is out there. Okay. Take his gun and his silencer and then shoot right up in the sky. I mean, yeah, so you have one of the senators from Montana sending a letter to Lloyd Austin, you know, the... Uh, Department of Defense saying, "Hey, what are we doing? Are yeah. we, are we, are we just sitting around doing nothing. Let's get this thing out of the air and let's let's get it down here. Let's figure out what the hell they're doing." Yeah, crazy. But this is obviously a fail by the Chinese. If we're seeing this spy balloon, wouldn't the point be this would be like a spy balloon you cannot see? Well, it is a considered a high altitude sky balloon, well, so I'm enough. sure we have other things up there that are, you know, whether it be satellites or other things, you know, uh, knowing that these things are there. I mean, how, so. You're telling me, where did they release the sky balloon? Is this like, do they have someone on U.S. soil working for them that's releasing this sky no, balloon? I, I they would, send it all the way from China. Yeah, I would think so, yes. And the thing makes it all the way over here? They just control it like a remote control? Yeah, I would have to go a little bit deeper into the story to actually know where it came from. But I'm assuming, yes, that it probably came from Chinese territory and it was controlled and it flew this way. Man, it's, oh not, man. it's not like they just put it up in the air and let it go. I'm sure that there's a way to control it. I mean, all the really paranoid people out there now, when they hear this, are just going to be looking up at the sky every day. Where's this Chinese spy balloon? Where is it? I mean, it sounds like something out of sci-fi. It's basically unacceptable to allow communist China to invade our airspace. This is just another clear example of Chinese aggression. Uh, this was the GOP Montana representative uh, Matt Rosendale told Fox News, of course, uh, President Biden must start pulling, putting the American people first and recognize that China is a threat to our freedom, values, and way of life. Yeah, Eddie, do you know about this Chinese spy balloon? Have you heard about this? I have heard about it. Yeah. So how are we going to get rid of the thing? Shoot it down. No, but you shoot it from the ground. If it's high altitude, you go up with a plane. 
Either way, take care of it. You know what we should do? Shoot the damn thing down. You know what we should do? Is while we'll be close to Montana in Arizona, we'll go there, do our hot air balloon ride. Balloon fest. <laughs> we'll just grab it out of the sky and we'll bring it down to the we'll politicians. Take it down. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> balloons. Yeah, the Boomer and Geo show take down the balloon over my aunt Gigantic <laughs> balloons. Chinese sky balloon. This is nuts. What are they? They're filming. They're filming stuff. Yeah, of course they are. Just looking down, filming it, dude. They're right over the Air Force Base that houses those nuclear missiles. I have so many questions. I'm not going to have the answers to. Do we have sky uh, U.S. Sure sky do. balloons in China? I'm sure we do. I'm sure sky we have satellites. drones, satellites, drones, the whole thing. Huh? How come our stuff never gets found? That's good. We don't want it I know. to be found. I guess but we're who smarter. Said, but who says that we, it hasn't been found? Like how? Do oh, we because got, it would be a story. I'm sure we'd know about it. I guess so. I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of things we don't know about. Yesterday had an issue with uh, with with Gallo. Oh man! I mean, what a like just total loser he turned out. I could not believe that. Like this is not a bit of any sort. I yeah. could not believe Anthony Gallo's attitude yesterday. Like it shocked me. And he's apologized profusely since. And even in one of the text messages, he said, "I apologize for the disrespect." So he understands how bad it went. I think he needs, you know what, you know what we think he needs. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are coming to my mind. Right, right. Yes. So I'm not sure exactly which one. <laughs> yeah, you, okay. Right, yes, that's what he needs. He's a, like a lot of these guys around here. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. And then, and then I, I don't know, I saw something today and I didn't, I can't, I, I, I need an answer. Okay. Okay. So we get our makeup done every day, right? That's right, because we're on CBS Sports Network, and they want us to look better than we normally look. Right, and our makeup artist is Allie. Yeah. And she does a great job. She's been with us now for how long? I mean, I don't even know how long she's been Predates me, so... Um, and Five, that's six, a, seven years? Oh, no, longer. Longer uh, than that? Maybe 2012. Wow. All right, so she, she does my makeup. She does your makeup. That's right. And she does Jerry's makeup. That is correct. Al, you do not get makeup, do you? Now I'm in this darker room. Right. Eddie, you don't get makeup, nope. right? Why is she doing DA's makeup? And are they on TV over there or no? They're not on TV. And DA is Damon Amendolaro, who hosts the DA show mornings on CBS Sports Radio down the hall. He's not on TV, but they do do a live stream that I know our buddy Andrew Kaplan from Digital down the hall that he is in charge of that stream and they put videos out. So just like Tiki and Tierney are not on TV, but they put videos out of the show, it's the same thing. Do, yeah. they, do those guys get makeup? No, they do not. No. Then, then what is, is Allie paid to do DA's makeup? I would. It's the first time I ever ever seen it. I, I was just a little shy. I was a little taken aback. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I would assume no, unless he's paying her out of his own pocket, because CBS Sports Radio is not owned by CBS. It has the name, but it's an Odyssey thing, and she works. You know, CBS employs Allie, so I would assume that 
She's not getting paid for it unless he's paying her himself. All right, so has Allie said anything to you guys about this? Does she have an issue with this? No, I've I have not I've not talked to her. I kind of have an issue with it because if he's she's not she's not hired to do his makeup, then why in the f is he getting his makeup done by her? Ah, it's a good question. I mean, maybe he looks at it like, hey, she's here. She's only got a couple of guys to do. I get here at this point. I asked her if she minded, you know, doing some makeup, and she said okay. And I sit in the chair and I get some makeup. That's probably what he's thinking. I well, don't know he's got to be paying her some something. Like, is this every day she's doing his makeup now? It's been every day. Yeah, oh, for the last on, couple what, of weeks. What are we doing here? Wait, but doesn't he work from home some days? Well, yes. Or he is does. that over? I don't know. I think occasionally, occasionally he does. All right. So we, so we. That's that's. Listen, I don't know if he's paying. He may be paying her. I don't know. You know, I've seen him in the chair. I thought the same thing. I was like, huh, it's, I guess he's interested. So, like, this is the first day I saw it. I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. wow. Well, that's because, yeah, I walk by it because I go to the studio a little earlier. You than never you. say anything to me. How come? I don't know because I thought maybe you'd react the way you're reacting. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know. It just kept you out of it a little bit. I mean, I think it puts Allie in a really weird position, especially if he's not paying her. Should we call Allie and ask? I don't think she would uh, take that call. What do you mean? Why not? Why not? We're trying to help her out. You want me to ask? Want me to yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I think you need to call her and find out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think she would certainly take that call. I mean, she's a part of the family here, right? She's our, yeah, 100%. And the point being is that she may be put in a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah, it would be hard to say no. You she's know? not going to say no. That's right, the thing. Right, of course. Hmm. So it's even now we're like, I hear Allie when you're done. Yes. I hear because DA's got an office in between us. I hear Allie go, DA, you ready? He's like, yes, that's right. I'm ready. Ready to go. And gets up in the chair and gets the makeup done. I mean, I don't know. I I didn't delve too much into it. You know, pre-show, I'm locked in, ready to go. What are we doing? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Drinking the C4, getting the energy up, getting right, my right. Duncan going. And, you know, I'm thinking... Yeah, so I walk by DA in the chair. I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking too much, right? Of it, you know. And by the way, uh, yeah, I had a a plumbing issue yesterday. Guy comes uh, over and and uh, he's like, he he goes, "I'm usual listener." It's uh, you know this that the other thing, and I was making coffee. And he goes, "Oh, I see you like to make coffee." I'm like, and I didn't think two things about it, but then he was thinking about <laughs> listening to us yesterday yeah. about the coffee and about me making the coffee, but unfortunately not the right coffee, and then I come in this morning and Al, you know, was a pain in the ass and it sounded like we got the real coffee back in. Oh, it's back, yeah. All Perfect. Right. Good. Glad that solved. All so right, we'll so what happened to the- Allie? Well, she's on the phone right now. Oh, she is. Yeah, so, so here she is. This is uh, Allie, our makeup artist. Allie, good morning. Hey, guys. Are you uh, listening to this conversation while driving home or no? No, I wasn't. Okay, so Boomer saw this morning, and you can tell me if I'm mischaracterizing this at all, Boomer. Boomer saw this morning you doing DA's makeup, Damon Amendolara from CBS Sports Radio. Boomer found it interesting because, one, he's not on television, and two, he doesn't work for CBS who employs you, so he's wondering why and how all of this got going so he asked me about a week ago if i would start doing his makeup and he said he would run it by spike but i said spike doesn't pay me so it doesn't really matter and i was happy to do it but truthfully i have no idea why he gets makeup 
All right, so you don't know why he gets makeup. Now, uh, the other thing I have to ask you, Allie, uh, is he paying you to do that, or, is, or are you just doing it out of the kindness of your heart? Just out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah, I figured. See, this is BS. <laughs> See, now we've got him acting. Why, why wouldn't you tell me this, something like this, Allie? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know, like, why he wanted it, to be honest. I knew that he wasn't on TV, so I thought maybe just because I see him post a few videos on Instagram of his show. But I don't know. I, <laughs> I honestly don't know. And CBS buys the makeup, right? It's a mix. Yeah. So, wait, this is coming out of your pocket now? Oh my God! <laughs> you're plopping, you're plopping your own bought makeup on Da's face for free. You guys are putting me in a bad spot. <laughs> I think we're standing up for you. Yeah, I'm just trying to make, We're trying to protect you, Allie. Makeup by Allie Z. Contraire, <laughs> <laughs> we're standing up for you. I had no problem doing it for him. You have or had no problem. Have have have. Have no problem. Have no problem. I'm still trying to figure out why he's getting makeup though. Yeah, I, he never even told me. I didn't even really think to ask. How did how did uh, how did he approach you to do his makeup? Because he said he's been doing it himself and he hasn't been doing a good job. Mm. So he'd prefer a professional to do it. Oh, so sure. I just said sure. Right, exactly. Like, All right, so give me fifty I, bucks a morning. That's, exactly. That's, that's, that's what you need to start asking. <laughs> like I, I tried to fix the engine of my car and I wasn't doing a good job. I didn't ask a mechanic to do it for me for free. You know what I'm saying? He did say he did say he's going to miss me next week. <laughs> What was the last thing she said? Eddie was saying something vulgar in my ear. <laughs> she said that DA was said to her that since I, where is he going out to Vegas? Phoenix? No, Vegas. He's not. Oh, it's just because you're not going to be here because we're going out there. Yeah. So you're not going to be here, and he said to her that he's going to miss her next week. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Mm. So, Boomer, what do we do about this? I'm a little uncomfortable, I got to be honest with you, that this came up in the way that it did, personally, because I'm mean, I just going to tell I'm going to tell him straight up, look, you, you start giving her some money or she's not doing it anymore. That's all there is to it. You're, you're too nice, Allie. You're way too nice. I mean, I appreciate you guys having my back, but. But what? I'm fine to do it. I'm fine to do it. I'm there anyway. All right. So this is what we're going to do since you're so nice. I think you need to go down and get us breakfast every morning with your own money. Yes. And bring it to us. Right. Because if <laughs> DA is getting stuff for free, then, then I we think want stuff we for want free. stuff for free. So, exactly. So this that's is how, what that's how we're looking at it. You guys are all going to make me go broke now. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, we don't want to do that. What I'm trying to do is tell you that the second you open up Pandora's box or doing stuff for free, then all of a sudden you look back and go, wait a second, I should be having more money. I know, I know. Yeah, you know, the other thing, too, is I'd like to bring Stephen Waldron in on this. Uh, Stephen, are you aware that your makeup artist is basically using the makeup that you guys pay for on somebody for free? No, this is the first time hearing about it since we're not down there with you guys. All right, do you feel like this is a, like a, a violation? Yeah, we want Allie to get paid. Right. Of course, we, we all we do. Like and that's the point of this. Yeah. Stephen, do you feel obligated now to report this to a higher-up? Our higher-up's listening. Oh, the higher-up is the listening? The higher-up is listening, so, uh, so the higher-up we expect will do something about this for Allie? I'll talk to him. All right, okay. good job. Thanks. Good so job. the wheels are in motion, Allie, just so you know. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. So, how are you going to handle like the next time you see him? 
I don't know. Now it's awkward. Yeah, but you got now a full week to yeah, it's, it's think gonna about be it. A, until the, what, the 13th now? Oh, this is going to stew for a week? Well, nothing's well, going to have to stew. You know why? Because I'll, I'll just go right into DA and say, look, man, it's over. <laughs> it's over unless you give her 20 bucks a day. Oh, now it's 20 You just said $50. Yeah, it's $50. Oh, yeah, at least 50 Yeah, at least $50 a day. All right, so then I want at least 10% of that. <laughs> wow, this is dwindling. I, uh, no, but not, uh, honestly, this is like, it's to me, it's just, it's taking advantage is what it is. <laughs> you know that. You know, and, and it's not your fault, Allie, because you're just trying to be nice and you're trying to help a guy. And I understand all that. But, you know, it's not, it's, it's just taking advantage of you. That's all. Well, I appreciate you guys. Okay. Yeah, of course. I'm well, sure. I'm well, sure you appreciate us. Right now, you feel horrible that yeah. we just called you up and put you on the spot. <laughs> you just want to hang up right yeah, now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you want to get out of your car in the Southern State Parkway and run into the woods right now. <laughs> it's never good when I'm driving home and I get a text from Al. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. We've all been on that. Yeah. Like when I used to, when it was Boomer and Carton and I didn't work here, and the guys want to talk to you. It's like your heart just falls right out of your ass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing is. Uh, okay, so uh, considered this handled by Boomer, so I, knowing him, he is not shy. I believe in the next break, he'll probably go right into the CBS Sports Radio studio with DA and lay down the law. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not your fault. I mean, you're just doing what you're doing. Yeah, not, you didn't come and complain to us. No, you didn't. I, I saw it, and I asked Gio, what the hell is that going on there? And then Gio kind of explained it to me, and then I just thought that this was somebody that was, uh, you know, overreaching the bounds of decency and professionalism, and I'm going to put an end to it, that's all. Yeah, and Allie, in a week, you might have to be covering up a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had to do that for Carton once. I think he fell off a bike, so I definitely... Yes, and, and also for... Uh, churn off. Churn off. Uh, yes, oh, no, that yes. was... Jackie did that. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I remember that week. Yeah, Chernoff got punched in the face by a person in the street that he was yelling at in his car. Oh, yes. And it was so bad that he asked for makeup to cover it up for his work day. Yeah. Well, that's a little different. I mean, you know, you're asking somebody, you know, to, to help you out. Well, it's a one-time thing. That's a one-time thing. This, I think DA thinks that this is going to go on in perpetuity for as long as we're oh, here. And as long as Allie's working for us, he's going to take advantage. Uh-uh. That ain't happening. But I, I have to say, I did say that it was fine. Okay. Yeah, but no, now but it's, it's not, not fine. fine. Right, right. That's the thing. Like, just because you said that doesn't mean that it's right. I mean, it, and, and you should probably not be putting yourselves in, in, in this situation going forward. He put so. you in a really bad situation, and I'm going to rectify it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday. Have a good weekend, Allie. Yeah, I go. <laughs> All right, Allie. Have a great weekend. We'll see you in a week. Okay. All right, bye, guys. All right, there's uh, Allie. The See, she's too nice. Our makeup artist. She's yeah, she's way was, too nice. I mean, when I found out that half the money or it was split between CBS and her, that made it worse for me. Because now, not only is this makeup being paid for by one entity, but two. So it's coming out of her pocket and CBS's pocket. Uh, that, that, to me, is, like, unacceptable now. I really think about it. Yeah, and I think your analogy about going to a mechanic and saying, hey, can you fix my carburetor for free? Yeah. that That's exactly what he's doing. So we're not going to allow that to happen. If he wants to get makeup, that's fine. He's just going to have to give her, you know, 50 bucks a day. Sure. That's I mean, all there is to it. Yeah. yeah. I did not like I mean, the... supply chain issues. We got all sorts of crap going on here. Yeah. I mean, it's like... <laughs> 
That is true. Supply chain issues with makeup, I think, is a big deal. Uh, but yeah, it's like I didn't like the hey, I've been doing the makeup by myself. I'm not very good at it. Could you do it for me? In no other industry would that be acceptable. Or you, know, you call a contractor, or you call a you called a plumber yesterday, right? I did. Yes. Did you say to that plumber, hey, I could not fix this leak. Could you come over and do it for free for me? No, it's not the way the hey, world I gave works. The, I gave, the, I gave the, the, the plumber a hundy and a bottle of Casamigos. Perfect. That's the way you handle things. Hey, take care of people. They need to be taken care of. Right. There are, and you um, don't take advantage of people. That's all there is to it. There's members of the DA show that have been texting me during this segment that I have not looked at yet. Okay. You want me to look at those texts now to see how this is going over down the hall? You, you, but what? Don't they do their own show? Apparently, Scuttlebutt always takes over yeah. the on-air problem. One of the, oh, so this 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 is definitely Scuttlebutt. One yeah. of the members I've... actually came down and was like, "Ooh, <laughs> what's that?" One one of the members of the team actually poked his head in here. It was like, oh "Boy, yeah." And that's that same person texted me, "Abort." <laughs> <laughs> I told him, "I'm not aborting." It's not happening. They're going to tell Boomer to abort? <laughs> no. No, I'm just like, you know how it is. I do know how it is. Yes. We have to call these things to it's life. A, it's an injustice. Right, right, absolutely. Next it, on the list, it is Alan Jerry paid for the warm up show. <laughs> Hello? Hello. <laughs> I've been fighting for that injustice, too, by the way. <laughs> not that I can really. Not as hard that. as this one. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Right, yeah. Next up, David Field. Good morning, David. <laughs> You're driving home right now. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. CBS Sports Network. So, as predicted, you immediately went to the DA studio, Damon Amendola, Laura down the hall, to talk to him about getting free makeup from our makeup artist, Allie. And you talked to him about it in the break. So yes, I did. How did that go? Uh, you know, I, I thought it went well. I mean, you know, he accused me of being a big time celebrity and somebody coming in there trying to intimidate him, I guess, I'm assuming. Oh, really? Uh, and I just said, no, I'm just, I'm just basically sticking up for Allie, our makeup artist. And I think that, you know, since you're not paying her, that's, it's not right. And then, you know, we use the analogy that we can go to the, you know, our local mechanic to do our cars for free. And we would never do that. You know, we'd pay somebody. And then according to him, you know, because we had asked Allie whether or not he was paying her, and yeah. she said no, mm -hmm. and she would be more than happy to do this. Now, all of a sudden, when I went in there, mm -hmm. he said, no, 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 I'm I'm going to pay her. Okay. And I said, okay, it's $50 a session, just so you know. <laughs> a session. Uh, okay. So, and he did he agree to $50 a session? Well, I don't know if he did or not, but all I can tell you is, it's like, you know, you're going to have to pay her. You know, there's no long, don't, there's no coattails or any of that kind of stuff. No. So, that was essentially... The conversation we had, and he was uh, he uh, was caught a little off guard for sure. Yeah, so it was awkward then. Yeah, of course it was awkward. But he, but people in radio know that things like this come up, 
and he could go one way or another. He could be affected by this in some way, and this is awkward, and he gets emotional about it. Or he can just laugh it off and be like, oh, this is funny, oh, man. You know, like what DA would do because he likes to have fun. So you're telling me. I, I couldn't tell whether or not he was having fun with this or not. All I could tell you is that he did look good. She did a good job on his makeup, that's for sure. He was glowing this morning. Right, so that free makeup was working for D.A. Well, according to him, it's not free makeup. And and I shouldn't have jumped the gun thinking that he was not going to pay her. Yeah. And I I only feel like he's going to pay her because I walked in there and I said, are you going to pay her? There's no way he was going to pay her. Like, he might have at some point given her a gift certificate or something or a tip. But there was no way that that was going to be like a regular payment every single day. No shot until this came up. Especially not the number you put out there. Yeah, 50 bucks a day. Hey, she's like, you know, she's top notch now. By the way, that's that's the rate. I didn't yes. say she isn't. I'm just saying we're all so cheap about parking and now we're going to shell out 250 a week to get our makeup done. Well, then he said to me in a very snotty tone... <laughs> Uh, do you guys pay her? I said, no, we don't. CBS pays her to come in here and do our makeup. They don't pay her to come in here and do your makeup. Wow. So a little contentious. But wait a second. That's another completely bizarre take on this situation. Like, do we pay Anthony Gallo? No. Anthony Gallo works on the show, does his digital stuff, but he gets paid by the company. Right. Does Anthony Gallo get a perk around Christmas? Yes. Does Allie get a perk around Christmas? Yes. But we don't pay the employees. The company pays the employees. That's a terrible analogy. Well, that, that was, do you guys pay her? I said, well, no, the company pays her. I mean, come on. And she's she's here because of us, not because of you. <laughs> I mean, he's I got know. no defense. No, but but then then again, he he did tell me. He goes, oh no, I'm going to pay her. I'm like, well, you haven't. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, you know, she does. I mean, she gets up really early in the morning to come in here. Mm-hmm. She has a baby on top of that, so she's a working mom. Sure, and don't take advantage of it. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the, what the issue is. <laughs> Uh, where do you stand on this, Jerry? Uh, I thought it was weird. Okay. All right. As, as someone who works for free. Uh, not for funny, Eddie. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't stop, do you? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If somebody came to your cornhole league and said, hey, we want to play for free, what would you say? No. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You can't do that. Like, oh, there just happens to be some cornhole boards here. <laughs> I like cornhole. I can't build my own cornhole board, so let me no. just toss them to your bags. Mm-mm. It doesn't work gonna, that way. Not going to happen. Nope. Uh, so okay. so now we'll see. We'll, we, we will see because uh, she's not going to be here next week. Yeah. That's right. We're not going to be here next week. Uh, we'll be here the week after that. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll be payment made. Makeup will be stopping. That first morning that I have to walk by and he's either going to be in his office or in that chair, I'm going to be feeling very, very uncomfortable. Well, you created it, so. First of all, Boomer saw it for the first time today. Oh, is that true? This is how this happened. So it was alarming to him. Mm. He asked me if I had seen it. I told him everything I knew about it because he asked I'm going to do that. But he saw this today for the first time. That's why it's an issue. And it, and it actually makes me a little bit perturbed yeah. that he hasn't said anything to me because this has been going on for how long now? Two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I mean, like, so you haven't said one word to me. Like, you've just kind of walked past it. <laughs> when you were walking past it, what were you thinking? I was thinking it was odd, and I was thinking... 
quite frankly, if Boomer found out about this, this probably wouldn't be a good thing. And that's why I didn't tell you because this was going to happen. So that would have been a good way to stop it. What's that? Just, hey, DA, just, if Boomer sees this, mm-hmm. probably not yeah. a good idea. And, and by the way, the way DA, you know, was referring to me as like the big wig. And I'm like, I said, DA, I've been here for 16 years. You know, th- I'm not big wigging anybody. All I'm doing is protecting, you know, one of the employees that you're taking advantage of. Yeah, the way you're describing this interaction between you and DA sounds awkward and contentious. Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, it, we, it, Anthony uh, Gal has it all on film. Oh, and, then of course, and then, of course, you know, Mirage <laughs> comes out and it's like, oh, 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 oh we, got, we, we have a guest on the line. And I'm like, I just get back into your hole. And I'm just figuring this, figuring this out. <laughs> Whack him over the head with a mallet. Get back in there. Wait, so you actually interrupted an interview? No, no. They didn't. Oh, okay. I, I waited until he went to break. I wouldn't oh, bust I in on him when he was on the air. Gotcha. Of course not. That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how much makeup she'd be using if she had to uh, put it on Mariah as well. Oh, God, oh, that's next. Jesus. You know, the, the, the whole, that whole show will want makeup now. <laughs> <laughs> Bogus shitting in the chair. Oh, so you got any weekend plans? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Jerry, uh, do you have sports over yeah, there? Yeah, we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We'll start with the basketball this hour because I have to get to your game in just a moment. Nick's beating the Heat last night. Martin, got a good look. Well short. Grimes throws it ahead. Perfect pass to yeah, solid night for Julius Randle. Good night for the Knicks. Mike Breen on MSG. Knicks with their 28th one of the season. Beat the Heat 106-104 as they were able to withstand Miami late. Tyler Hero missing what would have been a game-winning three at the buzzer. Um, here was Randle talking about uh, preventing, well, I mean, he did get the three off, but uh, the defense on that final play, this was on MSG. Trying not to give up a three. Uh, good job by them executing. You know, they're after uh, getting timeout. Um, they're after timeout play. Um, live with a contest and uh, came out with the win. Randall had 23 and 10 on the night. R.J. Barrett had 30. Uh, Randall's son was with him on MSG, giving his stamp of approval. Kaden, anything you want to say to your dad? That's nice. This is as he becomes an all-star. All those Knicks fans that booed him last year, up your ass! (laughs) Now that would be tremendous. Screw you, now what do you gotta say, punks? He did not do that, though. Uh, Randall does become an all-star, whereas um, Jalen Brunson did not. The TNT guys did discuss. I'm kind of shocked Jalen Brunson didn't make it. There, uh, that was a question. Would there be two New York yeah. Knicks on there, and would, yeah, would, would Brunson and Randall both but, make and, it? And, and, I'm not, and I don't even look at it like that. I think this is one of the best free agent signings in a long time. I'm glad, Congratulations to all those guys. I'm not saying take anybody off, but I, could, I, I thought Jalen Brunson deserved to make this Yes, team. I completely agree, and a lot of people seem to think the same thing. So <laughs> We finally got one right. Yeah, you did true. get one right. Yep. That is very true. Meantime, Lakers beat the Pacers 112-111. LeBron at 26-63 away from Kareem. Cavaliers beat the Grizzlies 128-113. You had Dylan Brooks on the ground hitting Donovan Mitchell right in the groin. Uh, here was Mitchell afterwards. Says, yeah, that's pretty much the type of guy that he is. I have this loaded properly. 
that's just who he is. You know, we've seen it a we've seen it a bunch in this league with him. Um, him and I have had our personal battles for years. Quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years. Um, playoffs, regular season, and the one game he does our high job on me today. You know, he decides to do something like that, and you know, that's, there's no place in that in the game. And you know, you got to protect yourself at the end of the day. Yep. So things getting uh, a little bit chippy, as they say. Darius Garland had 32 in that game, but uh, yeah, nasty stuff. That is sure. uh, that's brutal, man. Yeah. That's like the Draymond Green kick. Yes, you're right. I mean, I don't condone this type of violence in a game, especially to the groin area. But I got to tell you, as much as we talk about these NBA players not caring about the regular season and being too friendly, when I see something like this, it inspires me. Well, and what did I tell you off the air yesterday about a free agent the Knicks could go after? Oh, Draymond Green. Dylan Brooks. Oh, Dylan Brooks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my goodness. I said, "There's, there's a target. Not yeah. a superstar, but really good player. Right, and actually, he fits like that Knicks grit, yes. too. For and sure. a Knicks puncher, apparently. grit. Mm-hmm. Well, what the you old, used to have. The old, yeah, the old Knicks it's grit. The old Knicks grit. Yeah. Meantime, in the so co- long ago, it's hard to remember. It is. In the college ranks, Hofstra beat Towson 76-72. You withheld some information from us. What uh, did what he give part? a pregame interview? Speedy Claxton, after the game, was asked huh. about the, uh, the new assistant coach for the night. And the staff member tonight, Gretchen Ivey, what was the impact he had? Great impact. He he diagrammed my first play. I think we scored on it too. So <laughs> you got to come back, G. Now about that, <laughs> look at you. Look what type of play did you, you got to come back, G? Well, Speedy kind of told me what we were going to do. No. You know, <laughs> I said I said I can't. I'm not going to screw anything up here. But uh, yeah, so it was it was great, and we ended up. I did get you know Tom Pacor used to coach at Hofstra. He gave me a play. That he want that he used to run for Speedy back mm. in the day. So I suggested that, and he was like, "No, no, no." He's like, "This team doesn't play zone. The only time that's going to work is if they play zone." But let's do this instead. And I was like, "All right, good, so fair enough." And right did there. you actually get in the huddle with the board and for the guys? No, 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 no. We oh. did this pregame, and he told me, and he goes, "This is going to be your play." Okay, and we kind of com- you know combined on it. Very what cool. did you like talking? You know, getting interviewed and everything. Oh yeah, well they do an assistant coach interview. At uh, halftime every game. You so were the interview? I was the assistant coach interview. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you need to do in the second half? I was like, listen, this is a, a miss or make league. We all know that. So really need to get some more consistency on the offensive end. You know, Towson's tough. You know, and a lot of respect to them. But you know, I think this is our game in the second half. Big win today. I think four teams now tied atop the division, the that's, conference. That's right. I think tiebreakers. I think uh, Hofstra's there in first place. He did ask me what was harder, working with you or coaching at Hofstra. I was like, Boomer's a big pain in the ass. Head <laughs> across the hole. Jim. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> That's pretty oh, funny. Man. Uh, we got the Eagles and Chiefs coming up a week from Sunday. Before we get to uh, Julian Love, here was Andy Reid gushing about Nick Sirianni and Eagles management. Nick's done a great job with that team, as, it, as has Howie Roseman uh, in the general manager position. So... Yeah, they're way more familiar with the schemes. That's enough. If you uh, took like a generic, one of those really bad sound effects of someone just falling over and hitting the floor, after every Andy Reid cut, it would be apropos. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might have to do that like for the next hour. It sounds terrible. Oh, it's just off what Steve Spagnola does for us. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Well, I only got one cut to work with, so I will no. see if I can work that in. Here's okay. Julie in love on NFL Network on Sirianni. He's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's... Even for a free ride right now, you guys can coach this team. A free ride, a and free ride? they can coach the club. That seems to be a bit much. Uh, as the key, the interview did continue. The state of his team did come up, and he was gushing over Daniel Jones. I'm a big Daniel Jones fan uh, because I've, I've been there firsthand to see his work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were drafted together in 2019. Mm-hmm. He's the first, and this is not a cliche, is not a, a kidding thing. He's the first one in the building, the last one to leave every day. <laughs> Off days, you can guarantee that he will be there and be the last one to go. So, very cool there. I want to hear Sirianna's reaction to Julian Love because I think that he even though... back, right? See, I think he will. Well, you do. Yeah, because he's got he's got that personality to do so. Remember him after Frank Wright got fired and they beat the Colts? And how outspoken he was about that? You know, a lot of guys wouldn't have said that as NFL head coaches. So, I know it's Super Bowl week. He doesn't want distractions. But I guarantee he'll at least give you... Some juice in a soundbite about Julian Love about well, how they killed saying. the Giants. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think he'll respond. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you, you know, said he, he could do what uh, Kayvon Thibodeau does. Yeah, I don't know you. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> right. That's what Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. Nobody right. knows that. Right. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, if I don't know you, I don't really care what you say. Right. Speaking of that, did you see Jake Paul with Bomani Jones? <laughs> no. On Jones's um, podcast. I was going to get to this, and we were running late. So this was. I, I don't even. I don't know much about Jake Paul, but I guess he's a boxer now. Yeah. Right. So he's had a lot of success. So Jones, I mean, the question is about what happens when you don't have success. This is work because we're all surprised that you keep winning these fights, right? But if somebody does beat you, how much interest stays in this when it stops being surprised? They won't. They won't. And and I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't know who the f*** you are. My PR team set, Dude, set up this interview. All I know about you is that people don't like you. <laughs> wow. I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't know who the f*** you are. <laughs> wow. That's good. Yeah. I mean, perfect. I feel like Bomani Jones has been around. <laughs> yeah, too, he has, he has been. been. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But apparently not according to him. So Nick Sirianni could pull one of those. <laughs> he certainly could. I hope so. Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, D'Amico Ryans was introduced in Houston. There you go. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network in true Boomer fashion. He waited outside for five minutes as the commercials were running and then decided to go record something with Zach Martin. So he'll probably not be here for the first two or three minutes of the segment. So instead of going right back there and recording it, he hung around, ate some cookies, and then decided to go back there and record something. However, the break was very interesting because we had a off-air conversation with Damon Amendolara, who I believe is actually upset about this. Now, ask me if I'm wrong. The thing I said to Damon was this was not characterized like and let me just explain what's going on here. So so Damon Amendolara, DA on CBS down the hall, has been using our makeup artist to get makeup. He's not on TV. His show does get filmed to be put out for clips on social media, but he's not a part of our show or our network and he's using our makeup artist for free to get makeup done. He claims he's going to pay her, but he hasn't paid her yet. So one thing, I guess I felt like me like this was going on for two or three weeks. He's claiming it's only gone going on for a week. So when did I tell you about this? It was longer than a week ago, right? Yeah, because this would be one week. Yeah. 
So it was at least two at weeks. Least two. At least two weeks. All right. So that's one dispute. And I told him, listen, he goes, you guys just trucked me on the air. And I said, hold on. Trucking you on the air would be, can you believe what this cheap bastard is doing? What a jerk. I can't believe it. All we were saying was, this. we believe this situation should be handled a different way. I don't believe the DA is a bad guy. I don't believe that he's cheap. I don't believe. I just think that this was a mistake. This was something that should be handled another way. And so that Boomer obviously pointed it out. But he's 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 thinking because he's getting a lot of reaction from people on Twitter that are calling him all sorts of names. You know, he's he, that's affecting him now, and he's believing yes. we roasted him on the air. But really, we just talked about this situation honestly on the air and believe that there should be a different conclusion. To and it. by the way, we did call Allie and we got Allie's take on it. And Allie said it was fine. She was good. She was good with doing it. It was no problem. Uh, she did not complain to us. Uh, I was the one that saw something that I had seen for the first time. And I had asked you and I asked you how long had this been going on for? You said up to three weeks. So I thought it was three. He says one. I believe it's in the middle. It's at least two because I've I told Al about this at least last week, at least. And it could have been the week before that, right. but it's at least two weeks. I like the I'm not putting them on blast or anything. I'm just saying, like, you can't take advantage of somebody, you know, when you should be paying them now. You heard him out there? Yeah. He's a little lathered up. Yeah, but he's also saying, oh, well, you know, I am paying her. Where he goes, I'm planning to pay her. Like, yeah. basically is what he was saying. Like, so, I am going to pay her. All right. So now we are the jury. And Al, when you hear he say that he's saying to me and to us that he's paying her, do you think that was really in the back of his mind or no? I do not believe so. I believe that he's going to pay her now. But I don't think... That was the game plan all along. Mm -hmm. Eddie, what do you think? I'm with Al. Yeah, it's, I think you guys like are in, you know the bystanders that are on the outside of all the scuttlebutt and everything. And yeah. you guys love scuttlebutt. That's your thing. When we're not involved, Eddie, you're not saying this is yes. so great. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's much more fun when we're not involved. And by the way, when, when it comes time to negotiate the fee, you make sure it's, you know, the proper amount. Well, of course. Yeah, so DA... To his credit, by the way, went directly to you and did not because I've been in these situations before where they'll go to the easier person to talk to about it, which would be me and complain. He went he went right past me and went right to you. And by the way, Alan, I props to DA for that. Because yes. Alan, I if like Boomer came out, we were like, oh, okay, exactly. <laughs> So he did say, you guys trucked me on the air. So he did include me in it, but he went straight to Boomer and started talking to Boomer. So that I give him respect for, because a lot of people don't do that. Well, I went right to him first. That's why. No, I know. But there, there's a lot of people that would, would scurry and hide in no, that he's spot. he's not that way. He's, and he's confident not doing who he is. He's uh, fine. So his two concerns are this. His one concern is he feels like he didn't want to put Allie in a bad spot. And didn't want her to, on the air, you know, the fact that we talked to her, like, make it seem like he put her in a bad spot. And the other thing is he doesn't want the guys at the network now thinking, CBS Sports Network, thinking that he's some sort of bad guy who's taking advantage. Steven, so all right, so Stephen Waldron, what do you think? You think DA's a bad guy or no? Absolutely not. I never met the guy, but can't judge him on one instance. Right. Sure. Right. So this is like one of those things where people aren't going to hold this against DA in the future. It's just one particular situation where we think there should be a different way of handling it. So I think we're all on the same page, however, when it comes to 
whether or not he was going to pay her. Sure. Yes, I think so. Now, do I think that he would have at some point, maybe end of the year, summertime before going on vacation? Hey, thanks for doing this. Here's here's a little gift card or something. Or, you know, Christmas time comes around. Here's a couple hundred bucks in a card. Something like that. Do I think that was a possibility? Sure. Mm -hmm. But I do not believe that all of a sudden, like, hey, after several weeks, here's, you know, where do I send my invoice? Right. I get it. So here's the other thing, too. You know, I'm a little miffed at you. Just a little. A little miffed. I mean, you know, you're in the power chair. You've Mm -hmm. been in the power chair for quite some time now. Yeah. Uh, You know, you you can actually say something and, you know, you know, in get involved and make sure that the people that are actually working for us and supposed to be working for us are doing their job and not doing some some other job for somebody else. You want the God's honest truth? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. All right, here's the God's honest truth. I was fully aware of this. My antenna went way up. You know me. I told Al, I told Eddie, I told Jerry. I was fascinated by this situation, so much so I wanted to see where it went. And I knew that telling you that immediately this would happen. So that's why I kept it from you. And today it somehow came up because you ended up seeing it for the first time and you were miffed. And now I'm bummed out about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I wanted to see how far this would go. You know, then we could like six months down the road be like, this has been going on for six months. He hasn't paid her. You know, what what grew out of this situation? Mm. Because you knowing... Bam, right to the air. I knew it would piss you off. So, like, we were having a nice little NARP coffee clutch about this whole thing. Yes. For a while and keeping it from you for our own entertainment. That's the God's honest truth. So, what pisses me off because now you're using Allie uh, and you're putting her in a, in a really bad spot and you're using her for your entertainment, that which I don't like either. No, no, no. So, no, I, you, know, no, you know what no, I do? No, you know disagree what I- with that. Right. She is she is an adult. She makes her own decisions. She said yes to DA. I understand that she's getting taken advantage, but it is not even though we're doing a nice thing for her, it is not our responsibility to protect her business. It isn't. So this is a deal that she's doing. In, in this situation, I'm sorry it is because DA is a celebrity. <laughs> okay. So you're saying celebrity taking advantage of a situation. That's what it felt well. like. Okay. All right. But I'm always going to be the guy that, like, if something's entertaining me, I'm going to let it grow. I'm going to sprinkle some water on it. I'm going to, you know, but you, you just napalm the thing right away. No, I, I, uh, I, N-I-T-P, uh, T-B it. N-I, not in T-B. Nip it in the bud. Oh, oh, oh. Nip it in the bud. Got to nip it in the bud. Yeah. And that's what I did. I nipped it in the bud. Also, you ne- see, like, you were going to let this thing go on, mm-hmm. and I nipped it in the bud. Yeah. I understand. I do think we missed out on potential even more great things coming out of this. I'm but- sorry, but I can't I can't let somebody be taken advantage of if I feel like that's what's happening. And sure. that's what I, I felt like that's what's happening. You no, know, no, absolutely. And and you are right. That, that is what's happening. in the bud. Absolutely. And now that it's nipped in the bud... She'll either get paid or he's not gonna get or he's not gonna get makeup. That is true. And I was a little surprised that he was affected by the social media stuff because he's been hosting shows longer than I've been hosting shows. And I told him, I said, listen, all of us end up in the meat grinder at some point. I mean, and the people who are trying to make you feel bad, 
are now succeeding in that. Ah, don't worry about it. I mean, just but he was, just, he was worrying about it. So, so I nipped it in a butt. It didn't go on for six months like you wanted to go on for six months. Or longer. It's not right because yeah, yeah. it's not right for her. Yeah, I'm just being honest with you. Just, I know. I, I know. I know what you narps were looking for, but I'm not. <laughs> that's not happening. Are you a little disappointed, Eddie, that this came to light so quickly? Actually, no. No. Okay. I, I'm I'm kind of with Boomer on. This. Okay. All right. All right. But you understand my entertainment. Oh my God! Thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was great timing because we we're whoop, off to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Uh, all right. Saw, saw, saw. If this was like on a Wednesday, it would have been a problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, uh, we're, won't be here for a week. Yeah. People will forget about. Can you believe what this cheap bastard is doing? <laughs> what a jerk. I can't believe it. <laughs> contest. Geo coming to you live, Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So I saw Tiki and Tierney a video that they posted yesterday where BT was bringing up the fact that if you lose out on Aaron Rodgers, if you're the Jets, do you try to sign Daniel Jones? Now, I disagree with that. I don't think that's something that would happen. I don't think he would go to the Jets. But I do find it interesting now that Tom Brady has retired, and he was an option that we talked about for several other teams, that Daniel Jones now being an unrestricted free agent, that other teams other than the Jets could very easily get into conversations with him and either drive up the price for the Giants or maybe make it so he can't say no to an offer. Now, many times we have talked about how it is very smart for Daniel Jones to stay with Brian Dable because this is the most success he's ever had. He is blossoming. He's probably going to get a contract that he has earned that's market value. Mike Kafka is still there right now. We'll see if he ends up leaving. Maybe he's the only guy who's going to take the Arizona job. Oh. If he's even been interviewed for that yet. I'm not sure, but that seems like a disaster we can get into. But I do think there's a possibility that, you know, with the carousel that's going around, that there's a team that goes, hey, Daniel Jones is unrestricted free agent. Do we want to do something about that? Now, it doesn't mean he's going to leave. It doesn't mean that the Giants are going to let him walk. But it makes it more complicated for the Giants in signing him this offseason. They'll sign him. But, you know, well, he they're, should they're probably sign stay. Him. They are going to sign him. Okay. So I, I, I know there's just conjecture out there and... There's still plenty of time as teams are making decisions as to who they're tagging and who they're not tagging. Um, you know, the interesting thing, when you think about the Chiefs and you think about the Eagles and you think about their running back situation and how much their running backs are making and how impactful all of their running backs are within both the passing game and the running game, it just tells you you don't need to spend the amount of money that Saquon Barkley wants. Oh, of course. I mean, and that's... Without a doubt. And if they offered him $12 million a year, like it was reported, and he said no to that, I mean, he probably should have taken that. I mean, the, the franchise tag is $10 million a year. Um, I, would have, I would have taken, if I were him, $12 million a year, but obviously I'm not him. But if you, you just said this about Tom Brady, and Tom Brady and Daniel Jones, not the same player. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch should call up Tom oh, Brady and yes. offer him the world to see if he wants to play. I mean, is there any chance that... You know, with the to, the guys they have on that roster, you know, Brock Purdy who's got a six month rehab and was a rookie, a Trey Lance that missed the entire season, and you don't know what the hell he is. 
Is there any chance that the San Francisco 49ers go, here's a free agent quarterback on the market that just won a playoff game with zero around him, and we've got the best roster around a quarterback out there, maybe us to the Philadelphia Eagles, that they would want to at least talk to him? I don't think so. No? Well, why not? I don't think so. Why wouldn't they? I, I don't see Daniel fitting in that offense. I just don't. I think Daniel needs to be right here with Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka, assuming that Mike Kafka doesn't get one of these jobs. Uh, that offense, you know, I could see Brady in that offense. You know, Aaron Rodgers has flourished in that offense. Um, you got to be highly accurate. You got to be, you know, you got to be able to, you know, process from one side to the next. There's not a lot of quarterback running in that offense. You know, that's part of Daniel's game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I could see Derek Carr going there. <clears throat> okay. I could definitely see that. And I think if I were Derek Carr, I'd try to do everything I could to get there. But don't you think, though, that because of Kyle Shanahan and the way that he draws up these offenses, I know people were like making fun of him, like, oh, yeah, offensive genius. Yeah, yeah, good job. You know, he, he lost four quarterbacks. I know, but, which is true. Some people are just like idiotic. Uh, I know, but uh, the guy's a great coach. He's a great offensive coach, and they they draft really well. And you know, he had a a rookie quarterback who was the last player selected in the draft, led them to a seven and zero run until he got hurt against Philadelphia. Sure, but I mean, don't don't you think that most guys could fit into the San Francisco offense nope. because of the weapons that they have? Yeah, it's a weapon, yeah, but you, there's also, you know, you got to have the poise, you got to have the understanding, you got to be able to process things. I mean, there's a lot of things that are moving that are moving parts and not everybody well, I has think Daniel could handle that. I mean, we, we understand his intelligence. Uh, I look, I'm telling you, he needs to stay here, play quarterback for the Giants and play with this coaching staff. You know, and by the way, you know, one of the things that, you know, Josh Allen has fallen into over the last two years are what? Interceptions. And, you know, maybe this year's interceptions had a lot to do with the fact that Brian Dayball was no longer his offensive coordinator. He was hurt, too. That's, you know, after that elbow injury, he did not look the same as he did earlier on in the season. And that could be a contributing factor, too. Could be. By the way, you want to know how much money the Eagles have, uh, committed on their salary cap to their three running backs right now? Okay, so... You have Gainwell? Right, Gainwell, you got Miles Sanders, you got Boston Scott. Right. (laughs) The three guys combined? Yeah. I would say... I'm looking at their cap Five million dollars? Less than that. Less than five million for three guys? Yep. What is it? 2.8 million. Wow. What about quarterbacks? Uh, Quarterback uh, for them... Is five point eight million. Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So their defense, uh, they the offense and defense is pretty much split around ninety four million each. Special teams uh, looks like it's eight million. You know, I mean, you take a look at it. The offensive line makes the bulk of the money on offense, and the defensive line makes the bulk of the money, of course, uh, on. Uh, on defense, so eleven offensive linemen and twelve defensive linemen. Well, that's how you build a roster, isn't it? Yeah, but the point being is like their running back percentage of salary cap is one point two five percent. Now, all right, so that that's the Eagles. Let me go to let me go to the Kansas City Chiefs just to give everybody an idea of what these teams are doing and what they're spending it on. So the 
running back position, they, they basically have two running backs that are listed on their roster that count against their cap. $4.3 million combined. Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you got a rookie in Pacheco who has been awesome for them. From and Jared Rutgers. McKinnon. And McKinnon, who's been around, he's been a uh, veteran. Yeah, been the interesting around. was that they had Jones on the field against you know the kid that played for Tampa Bay. Right. On the field against the Bengals, and he got some run. Yeah. I mean, that's a great place to be a running back, isn't it? <laughs> Well, you're not going to make a lot of money, that's for sure. But still, I mean, you're in a position to. I mean, if you have these great years because everybody's concerned about the passing game, maybe there's someone out there that'll pay you. See, like Patrick Mahomes counts almost 21% of their salary cap. So that that means other places you can't pay anything. If they're able to. How about wide receiver? Wide receiver, they have four wide receivers. Making sixteen million dollars. Come on, well, that's why they had to get rid of Tyreek Hill right there. Is the way that you described it. That's why they had to make that offseason move. And if they're able to win a Super Bowl after paying Patrick Mahomes or multiple Super Bowls after paying Patrick Mahomes, that really is a feat in this salary cap era with him being the highest paid quarterback. Well, they won five straight AFC home championship games, five straight, and I don't see an end to that. Yeah, and if there is an end to it, maybe it would be Cincinnati or. I don't, it has to be like, the interesting thing is that Kansas City lost to both Buffalo and Cincinnati during the regular season. And, and, and Kansas City still ended up with home field advantage. And it didn't really have anything to do with the game that was canceled, by the way. No. I mean, because they won. Right. There was a situation where the Bengals could have had home field, but it, it meant that the Kansas City had to lose along the way at some point. Right. And they did not. So they did truly earn the number one seed. Yeah, they, they took care of their own business. All right. Let's go to uh, Eddie in New Jersey. What's going on, Eddie? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? All right, hey, Eddie. What's happening, brother? So, Gio, I have to start, and it's very important. I'm a big fan of yours for a long time on the show. Okay, Very thanks. important I get that out. Okay. But I do have to tell you one thing with this whole Hofstra yeah. bit going on. Because I'm a very proud alumni. Okay. Class of 98. Yeah. Played hockey there. We were a club program, but a very good program boomer. And I've heard on numerous occasions when Hofstra comes up, you've kind of downplayed it. Downplayed the like, basketball the program? Of- no, you going to Hofstra, like it's come up in the past. Hey, oh. you go to Hofstra, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, bro, you're, you're right, and I told them, and I'll, t- and I'll let you, I'm not going to cut you off, but I, I told them last night, too, because they asked me, hey, did you come to a lot of basketball games when you were here? And I said, no, I was a commuter, and I was in and out, and I put my blinders on, and they said, did you work at the college radio station? I said, no, I didn't, because I was in and out, and I wanted to go back home, and I wanted to have an internship at WFAN, so... The reason I've been wishy-washy on that is because that when my experience was I got to get a degree and I got to do it as quickly as I can. And I didn't hang around campus or have like a ton of pride there because I had spent three years as a music major up in Ithaca. And I transferred back to Hofstra to be a communications major. And I was trying to get school over with. So I, was, I wasn't like pom-pom Hofstra guy because I was trying to go there, commute, get the job done. So that that's the story. I respect that. I do. I, that, I, I respect that. Point in case, because Boomer called it out before, called you a front runner. I said, yeah. you know what? I, I agree. You know, I've been listening for sure. years and whatnot, you know. And, uh, well, if you get I, invited I and you get, if you get it, there, I was, <laughs> I was going to say, if you get invited and you're going to be treated like a VIP and you're going to get to sit, sit on the bench with the team, I mean, you got to be a front runner. Yeah, right, of course. And, and, and Eddie. 100%. I yes. just, I don't like, you know, 
fugazi stuff. You well, know what it's, I mean? But it's it's really here. <laughs> am I? Is it, it, it? It's not though, because the fact of the matter is, this all came about because I was telling Jerry I was jealous of him and Rutgers basketball and being a part of a team like that, and I hadn't been a part of a team like that since I was in Pittsburgh and I worked for Pitt football. Speedy Claxton sure. heard that. Speedy Claxton listens. Stephen Gorchoff reached out on behalf of Speedy Claxton and said, "Would you? I heard you what you said about Jerry. Would you like to come and join and be an assistant coach?" I said, "Absolutely." So it's not like I sat here and I was like, "I'm the biggest Hofstra basketball fan no, in the world." No, they should have invited me. I'm a big Hofstra guy. That would have been fugazi. I've been totally open <laughs> about my Hofstra experience. They wanted me there. Clearly, it's a I scratch your back, you scratch mine situation. I understand that. I get a cool experience I would never be able to get, and they get pub on this show, and that's the way that it worked out. So I'm not lying to you or mischaracterizing anything. Uh, that's that's the whole story. And, and, and Gio, I absolve you of everything else <laughs> because right. that's a great explanation, and it's just I've been listening for a long time, and I was like, wait a second. And you're right, though, because... The commuter versus the live-on-campus life is completely different. I lived there for four years. It was a wonderful experience. We had a great time. Yeah. Um, it was a time when Jay Wright took over the program. Awesome. So I watched him turn it around. Speedy was there for two of my years. It was great. And then there was the commuter side, exactly like you said. And it was like going to high school. You go, you go home, and that's it. So yeah. I get it. I, I'm good, man. All right, Eddie. All right, well, I appreciate you it. Yeah. You know, and it's like... I. I, I would call Gio out if he was a fraud. I mean, you've often spoke highly of your time at Hofstra, and you know, and you obviously want them to do well. I want yeah. them to do well. I used to have my you know all star football game there. Yeah, absolutely. And I ran into a couple of people who talked to me about working on that game with you. Yeah. last night. Great people, really nice people, and it's a it's a great school, and it's right here in our own backyard. So why wouldn't you support it? It'd be, you know, I, I would never have a problem with that. Like. You take Salakata, a Ranger fan, to an Islander game, mm -hmm. and now he's sucking up to all the Islander fans and the Islander ownership and, yeah. and trolling everybody on Twitter and everything. You know, that that's Fugazi to me. That, I'm the biggest Ranger fan on this station. That's that's a big Fugazi thing right there. You know what I'm saying? You know that, totally. and I know that. Totally, yes. And everybody else knows it, too. Right, and he, and he, and he loves it. Right, sure, and he's having a lot of fun with it, which some people can't do, and I'm glad that he's having fun with it. But he was treated like like a celebrity in that box, and he fell right into it, and he could be bought, and he mentioned he could be bought, and it's true. Bleep the Rangers! Yeah. But I um, but I, I am a St. John's basketball fan. I've always been since I grew up because my mom went there, my uncles went there, and I was raised a St. John's basketball fan. Doesn't mean that I can't also support Hofstra, Speedy Claxton, and where I went to school. So. Yeah, but you can't do the Islander Ranger thing. No, that's that. a totally different situation. Yeah. But John Ledecky, man, he is a sorcerer when it comes to making you love the Islanders. He can get in your head. And he makes you love that team. He can sneak right in there, and he can get it done. Because Bleep the Rangers! Yes. <laughs> only, only the weak-minded. That man is... Only the, only the weak-minded. He knows how to make you love that team. And he does it right. <laughs> he is awesome. Come on, please. So, hey, come Stop. down to the team store. Would you like something? Yeah, right. Free stuff. Hey, a little picture. The Jedi here. mind tricks don't work on the strong-minded. That's oh. exactly right. <laughs> uh, Jim in Westchester. What's going on, Jim? Hey guys, what's up? Hey Gio, I just yep. wanted to uh, to ask you why you didn't stay at Ithaca if you were there for three years as a music major, given the great communication school. Two reasons. One, guys, like one, I hated it up there. 
absolutely hated it. I, I couldn't stand the place. It was freezing cold. I wanted to come home. I loved Long Island. That's the first one. The second one was I found out through Chris Carlin that it's very difficult to get a summer internship when you're not a local guy at WFAN. Because everybody tries to do the summer internship if you go to Ohio State, USC, all these places, Penn State, and then that's tough. The other internships, the winter, the spring, and the fall, if you're a local guy, you get in quicker. And that's where you see, like, the Hofstra guys, the St. John's guys, all those guys. So I wanted to come home so I could intern at WFAN and have a better chance of getting that internship. So those were the two reasons. Yeah, no, very, very, very fair. And uh, as an Ithaca College graduate who had a great experience, I get the weather thing for sure. 55 degrees, it was uh, tank tops and t-shirts, you know, tank tops and shorts up there. Yeah. That was was summertime for Ithaca. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And and I'm not, I don't want to knock anybody who had a great time there. I just, for me, it was not for me. And I tried to stay there as long as I could and hang on and finish, but I, I didn't. I wanted to come home. I mean, it was, call me whatever you want. I wanted to come home for those reasons because I loved Long Island. I didn't want to be away from Long Island. My family and friends were there. I was with a bunch of music geeks up there. didn't like that, and I wanted to come home, and I also wanted to intern here. And isn't that true, Eddie? Back at the time, like it was so difficult because you had, like, what? All those summer spots that went to all these kids that went to all these other schools. And like if it was fall, it was winter, or it was spring, that's where all the local kids would get into the internship. Right. Instead of dealing with every school in the country, potentially, you're dealing with people within feasible driving distance. Right. And then when I met Chris Carlin <laughs> at a Dave & Buster's <laughs> out in... Where was that? Westbury? <laughs> I think Westbury. That was one of the things he told me. And and that stuck in my head. Well, that's nice. He gave me Eddie's email, and I said I want to come. See, home. It all started with uh, Chris Carlin, and to see you guys standing out there, belly to belly, on on Hudson Street, getting ready to throw haymakers at each other, was was, was hilarious. All right, one more here because I already answered this question, but one more. Uh, what's going on, Mike in Vermont? Hello, Mike. Hey, good morning. I love your show, and I really love the Al and Jerry show. That's yeah. the only reason I listen to you guys. Oh, that's nice. Oh, Look that's at that. Well, thanks for it. hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, since you gra- did you graduate from Hofstra? Yeah, I have a degree from Hofstra. No, I don't know. I'm just, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I'm, me and you aren't that tight, so I just thought I would ask. But since you did graduate, yeah. how many games have you been to since you graduated? And now that you're setting your ways... You know what I mean? You can yeah. do whatever you want. Now yeah, zero times, is the right? answer. Last night was the first time. Absolutely oh, wow. zero. Yep. Oh. Yeah. You're, you're, and what's the point you're, there? You're a bigger fake as Eddie the whole jockey guy. No, wait a second. How hey, is that Bernie. a fake? Did you just ex- did you not hear me explain the situation? I was oh, invited yeah, by them. But since you graduated, now that you've got time, that's what I asked you. He has no time. What he has no time. About? He's got two kids. He's got a wait, job. Oh, He's got. Hey, I've got two kids. I've shoveled snow. It's four below zero. So I have to use my time to go to Hofstra basketball games? Huh? So I have to use that time, the free time, to go to Hofstra basketball games to satisfy what you think is a good fan or not? No, you're not a good fan. Oh, what are you talking about? First of all, did you not hear the explanation that I just gave before? I have been totally honest, Mike. I said I grew up a St. John's fan. I am a St. John's fan. Hofstra, hold on. I've been honest. Hofstra invited me to go because I asked Jerry, I told Jerry Reckham, I'm jealous of your Rutgers thing, and I like the team atmosphere. Stop talking for a second. And then 
Then they invited me and said, would you like to come and be a coach? And I said, yes. And we both get something out of it. I get a cool experience at Hofstra. They get me talking about Hofstra. And that's the way the world works. I'm not Al. I actually listen to your show. So then why are you giving me crap about it? You would handle this differently? Am I supposed to say to Hofstra, I'm sorry, Speedy Claxton, the guy who played in the NBA and who's a Hofstra legend. I'm not going to go to your game because... A-holes like Mike in Vermont are going to think that I'm a fraud? Is that what I'm supposed to say to that? And he hung up. I didn't, by the way. I didn't hang up on him. Am I supposed to answer that question like that? And when have I sat here and said that I was the biggest Oscar basketball fan in the world? They did a nice thing for me. I'm supporting them. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> That's only one person. There was two. The other guy called up, too. Yeah, yeah, but you went through the conversation with him. And he was cool with what you said. Exactly. Like, because he's a reasonable person. Right. Don't, don't worry about it. And he goes, I'm not like Al who doesn't listen. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> Al listens. <laughs> I know. I was like, what am I getting me involved for? <laughs> I Just because now I'm in crazy world now. <laughs> Guys, be honest with me. Did I explain that? Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. Al made sense. And by the way, the rational caller who was questioning you. He said, I absolve you. Yeah, I'm not pretending to be anything. I got it. All right, don't get all upset about it. <laughs> to feel good Friday. Yes, gee. it's supposed to be a feel good Friday. Man, oh, don't man, let oh, man. your Friday get ruined like DA's has been ruined. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to be. DA ruined. ruined his own Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I saw DA actually taking one of Yousef's mops home. He was like, hey, you mind if I take this? I My mop's broken, so... <laughs> Just grab this, bring it home. Thank you. Uh, all right, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Tom Mizzo put together and just put out the video of Eddie going to the dentist. Uh, Eddie, the picks jockey, going to the dentist at Danielle. The GoFundMe Danielle did a great job filming and sending to Tom. And he put it together with some music and some graphics. And it is hilarious. I'm going to tweet it out myself in a little bit. And my favorite part of the video is when the doctor says, does anything else hurt you, Eddie? And he goes, everything hurts. And the doctor says, everything hurts? <laughs> And he goes, yeah, everything. And then he's like, you know, Chris Collinsworth rode a donkey, too. <laughs> Saying this to the dentist. And he's just not <laughs> not interested in the Chris uh. Collinsworth donkey story. Uh, all right. We are late here because I was screaming at people the last segment. So, uh, Jerry, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. My favorite uh, line was, unlike Al, I listened to the show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> surprising to me. I feel like Al's generally tuned into the program. Of course. What'd you buy on Amazon this morning, Al? Nothing, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 all right, what do you have, Jerry? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jackpocket. One more time, I'll give you the Julian Love clip because I got a new Brandon Graham one for you. Here was Love on NFL Network talking about Nick Sirianni yesterday. He's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster. Uh, uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player? And that guy's doing that. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's... Even for a free ride right now, you guys can coach this team. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, you get his point to a certain extent. Brandon Graham, though, disagrees, and he's got a reason for it. Uh, you know what, man? You know, 
people always got something to say when they're at home. So they got some stuff to think about. <laughs> that is very true. true. And they're the ones that sent them home, as we do know. So that's uh, from the Eagles side. You got the uh, the Chiefs getting set for this game next week in Phoenix as well. How about Patrick Mahomes and the ankle? Last time we saw him, he got through the championship game. Certain uh, shots on camera. He didn't look so good. How's the ankle doing? I just was generally sore, I think, from the game. and It was a physical game. I mean, my whole body was a little sore. So uh, I don't think I had any step back or anything like that. I know, like, re-aggravation of the ankle, um, just uh, the general, the little bit of pain I had playing with it. Uh, but other than that, I feel like I'm in a good spot. What's so funny? There's nothing he said. So D.A. posted something about his show and has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Just, like, it's like a, he says, Target Demo Friday. Yeah. Tell us where you're listening from because he's on a national network. So I see there's a a lot of comments for one of Uh-oh. DA's posts. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I was reading some of them. Yes. <laughs> and this one was the one I was laughing at. Because he's asking, where are you listening from? The guy says, I'm listening from my makeup chair before I go to my construction job, which is also not on television. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is great. Uh, That's somebody that is tuned in, man. (laughs) That is somebody that is tuned in. And there's others that are, are much nastier. But this also made me laugh where... The guy says, here's your future makeup, and it's a man being turned into a clown. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another one. He's got the notes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another one that made me chuckle. So I'm sorry, Jerry, for not paying attention to the Super Bowl audio. I don't matter. That's funny. But this was making me laugh. <laughs> well, at least we got to deal with a lot of uh, likes and non-likes yeah, or whatever. It's all about the interaction, they say, exactly. on social media. And he's getting it this His morning. His show is web stream, though, is it not? It is, yeah. Right, so you can watch the video of it. Absolutely. He's on camera. Mm-hmm. But as the I construction guy does, he's not live streaming his <laughs> job, I would think. Right, but there's probably more people at that guy's construction job than are watching that live stream. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Tiki and Tierney are on that live stream, and they don't get makeup. Right, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, I understand. Okay. Yeah. It's a weird uh, thing. <laughs> Give me some thoughts in your head. The most, um, you remember where you were when they happened. Oh. Sports related. Let's go there Sports first. Related. Yeah, do, well, do that first. Okay. Uh, Red Sox coming back to beat the Yankees. Uh, the 2006 NLCS. Uh, the Piazza 9-11 home run. Sure. How about uh, Magic Johnson announcing he had HIV? Yeah, that's a good one. I do remember actually hearing that in the car. Yep. On the radio. I remember where I was when they announced Elvis passing away. Okay. I can see sports, that. Not sports, but... No, that's good. Sports. I remember listening to Mike and Chris for the OJ verdict. Okay, on good the one. Pike and traffic, I remember I that. I remember one. where I was when uh, OJ and Al Cowlings were driving down the highway. Sure. Me too. We were watching a Knicks playoff game. That's what I, I was doing with I my friend. At, I was at a bachelor party watching a Knicks playoff game. Yep. Yep. I bring it up because Sean O'Hara had this take on Tom Brady's retirement announcement. It seems a bit extreme to me, but here he was on NFL Network. This is a, a huge moment, not just for Tom Brady, not just for the NFL, but like for all of us. You know, look, uh, people remember where they were when JFK was assassinated. Remember where you were with 9-11. Can I tell you something, can I interrupt you real quick? He, his first start was a week after 9-11. That's how long ago he's been playing. I was, I came out the same year as him, 2000, and he's still playing. 23 years, that's a long time. But 
I'm going to remember this. Like, I'm going to remember who I'm, I'm with. Like, Kyle's going to remember he was in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, that I, that's a little much. It's a bit much. 9-11 in the JFK yeah. assassination. I thought so. I love Sean, but I thought that was a little this strong. Is, this is a guy, too, who, like, they beat him. You know, Sean <laughs> O'Hara. too. I mean, I thought that they didn't like him, and they loved the fact that they beat him, and now he's talking, he's putting in the same breath as the I JFK. I can't think of any player retiring where I was that stunned. Especially this, I wasn't. I mean, I was surprised to a certain point, but not like it was life-changing. I mean, where, where were you? Yeah, I was going to say, where were you when Barry Sanders uh, retired? I don't remember that. I have no idea. <laughs> I remember being surprised. I have no idea where I was when I saw it or read it. No clue. Trying to think of anybody else that. Uh, Plus, it's his second retirement in yeah, that significance. Years. That would. Well, where were you when Mike Francesa retired? <laughs> Which time? <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I don't remember, but I do remember where I was when Chris called up after he quit. Oh yeah, and listening to him cry on the phone. Yeah. I do remember that. I do too. I knew exactly. I was in the newsroom. Because I was doing the midday producing job eight to four, and it was happened. It happened then, right? Right so, at one o'clock, you put him on. Yep. Yeah. So I was I was in the newsroom for that. I also remember when he announced he was coming back, and CMB was moving. That was that happened during the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I remember Boomer looking down at his phone, and he goes, "Well," and goes over the computer. And calls up Newsday, and it's like Mike Francesa coming back. And then we were just like totally stunned. Absolutely stunned. <laughs> and then after the show, we went back and talked to the higher-ups. And we came out of the office. CMB was sitting there outside of the office. Oh, uh, go f*** yourself. <laughs> that was something. That yeah. was a moment. I remember that. Yeah. That's tough. But one. that's more personal to us. Like, True. What Sean O'Hara's talking about, he's got to be getting crushed for this, no? Right. I would think so. Somebody was getting... Who was it yesterday? Oh, it was Anthony Wrecker was getting crushed. I, by Marcus Stroman, right? Yeah, and others, and Alex Manoa, who we talked about. I didn't think that that was that bad of a thing that he said. But this, I thought people would crush Sean O'Hara for, and I haven't really seen that. But I guess Anthony Wrecker on MLB TV, you know, former Mets catcher, who's done SNY who's work. Who's good. He goes, I love Alec Manoa. I think he's great. Love you, uh, Alec. But... You got to get in the gym and, you know, just get a little more dedicated, but I still love you. And then, like, it was basically like every, mm. he called him the worst, the fattest man in America or something. <laughs> and then Anthony Recker's like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Can I reach out to you per uh, personally? I'm like, just stop. Just roll with it. You're never going to make it in this business if you're apologizing <laughs> to people personally about going, I love you. Just get in the gym. <laughs> get in the gym. Be more dedicated. Right. That's exactly what he was saying. I mean, and Anthony Wrecker, by the way, is like really in shape. So yeah. yeah. It's not like me saying that. Like, this guy's got to get in the gym. I mean, look, look, at, look at our guy, uh, Big Boy, coming back this year. He's lost like 35, 40 pounds. Mekhi Becton. Ah, there you no, go. No, no, no. From no. the Mets. Uh, oh, Vogelback. Oh. Vogelback. He looks different. He lost a lot of weight. He looks like me and G in the video that CBS Sports <laughs> Network showed from Atlanta. <laughs> but the point being is that, you know, dinner. maybe he's taking his health and he's going to take his career seriously. Real quick, um, opposing thoughts here. Three days apart, as Funhouse did post, Colin Cowherd on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets on January 24th. Like, I look at the Jets. Really good roster, desperate for a quarterback, and they're not paying any of their top five or six offensive players anything. He fits. Colin Cowher, January 27th, three days later on Rodgers to the Jets. This is why Aaron Rodgers doesn't fit. He's expensive. You'll have to make some decisions. He's prickly. He's semi-committed. 
doesn't have any interest in working with young players and being a mentor and teaching them the game. Aaron Rodgers is a Hail Mary. <laughs> That's three days, not three months, not three weeks. We didn't play a season. Three days. Wow. You should run for office. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Uh, very quickly, we're running out of time here. Knicks beat the Heat 106-104. 30 for R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle had 23-10. and 10. Randle named to the Eastern Conference All-Star team. Jalen Brunson was not, which had a lot of people surprised, uh, and rightly so. Uh, you also had 54 from Giannis, and the Bucks went over the Clippers 20 in the fourth quarter. And your Hofstra team beat Towson 76-72. Thank you, Jerry. Yes, my Hofstra team that I coached last Last night, that some people seem yes, to have a problem on the bench. With. On some the bench. people seem to have a problem with. Uh, all right, it was a great night, by the way, and yeah. uh, I got to thank some of, the like other, it. some of the other assistant coaches coming up uh, in a little bit. Tell you, assistant coaches in college basketball and head coaches of college basketball are the most intense people in sports. There's no doubt about it. They are so into every single second of the game. It's like I can't imagine the stress of that. Like I just did it one night and I was totally stressed out. Which which makes college basketball what it is. It's it's really an enjoyable sport to go get entertained by, especially when you're you're into it. You know, we went to that Rutgers Maryland game, and unfortunately Maryland didn't play well that night. But when you watch Rutgers and you watch them at the rack and you watch, you feel the passion and the intensity and then you watch the kids yeah, going for, you know, a little, they're probably out there for about 10 minutes and then they rotate new kids in, but they're going for 10 minutes. They're going a hundred miles an hour. Right. And these guys were just uh, awesome last night uh, from obviously Speedy Claxton to Tom Parada to Colin Curran to Mike DiPaoli, Serge Clement, Sean Smith, who I sat next to the entire time, Antoine Portley. They were awesome. It's All a little different than going to an NBA game. Yes. Or they're just heaving up three-pointers, you know, from God knows where. So, of course, every time I have anything where I'm in a game or something, someone will come up to me and say, Boomer will remember me. I'm this person. Okay. Every single time. So this time I actually think there's a chance because he's got a unique name. So he came up, talked to me for a while. Awesome guy. Just awesome. Loves the show. Great person. Do you know a man... Named Terrapin Ted. <laughs> Boomer will know me. I know who he is. Okay, you do. I do. Okay, but you don't. You could, could you? I, I, no, I could not pick him out in the lineup. Okay, all right. That's going to devastate him. I'm sorry, Terrapin Ted, but I do know who you are. Okay, so you've heard of the legend yes, Terrapin yes, Ted. Yes. It's just that if he walked in here right now, you wouldn't go oh, like, oh, hey, Terrapin, Terrapin Ted. Ted. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Very good. I haven't seen Terrapin Ted in I don't know how long. <laughs> A while. Uh, okay, but I wanted to make sure that I ran that by him. Uh, Chris is in Brooklyn. What's going on, Chris? Good morning. Hey, Boomer Geo. Good morning. Happy Friday, fellas. How you doing? All right. Great, what's man. happening? Hey, hey, uh, Boom. So, so um, I called a couple weeks ago. Just wanted to check in on uh, those lady glasses. I thought they were great. I have a different call though today. It really has to do with Tom Brady kicking Greg Olson out of his seat. And um, did you know, Boom? In college, Greg Olson's nickname was G Reg. With the third leg, how about huh. that? G-Reg with the third leg. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. What, why do you think that is? I was trying to Google it. Yeah, I don't know. Why do you think it is? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, they don't really show his legs on the broadcast. You know, they usually show waist up. So I couldn't really tell if he actually has a third leg. 
maybe, you know, if, if you can ask him next time you see him, I know you all you guys in the business hang out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now we usually sit down around and just start talking about Schweens and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, folks. All, all right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you. Man, he held on for a long time with that one. He did. You know, the best um, nickname for that that I had heard from a locker room was Pringle Can. I enjoyed that one. And there was... Oh, here we go. Well, I so mean, this was a pit football situation. Okay. So my man that I worked with on the broadcast, uh, Pat Bostic, former quarterback, he was the color guy, I was the sideline guy at the time, and he told me they used to call, I believe his name was Oderek Turner. They used to call him Pringle Cam. Okay. And Darrell Revis, who played with this Oderek Turner, came in studio one day with us, and I had to ask him. I said, hey, the legend of... Pringle can. Can you tell me about that? And he was, this was in a break, by the way. I didn't bring it up in the air. And he was on his phone and he was texting. He looks up, he goes, dude, legit. <laughs> Darrell Revis. <laughs> legit Pringle can. Uh, in other words, uh, in Al's parlance, he wasn't basic. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. You're basic. Uh, all right, let's go to Rob and Wantal. What's going on, Rob? Hey there, how are you? Great. Um, Boomer, how do quarterbacks get a play in from the coach in like five seconds and then pass it to the 10 other players in like five seconds? And how do those 10 other players know the play when the quarterback has to look at his wrist, read the play out? How do all the 10 players know where to line up, what the the hut call is and all that stuff. You know they practice, right? Yeah, well, I mean, they have a lot of meetings. They have a lot of meetings there, Rob. And uh, they practice quite a bit. They have a ton of walkthroughs. And there is a coach-to-quarterback communication device where the coach talks into a microphone and that goes right into the helmet of the quarterback. The thing that's most disappointing for me to be to really be honest with you, yeah, I never wore one of those wristbands ever. I know, it bothers you. And that bothers the hell out of me. And, you know, and even Tom Brady wears the damn thing. I mean, like, why? You should know your offense inside and out, and you should be able to talk it, and you shouldn't have to read it off your wristband. Now, I understand maybe a young kid like a Brock Purdy or a Zach Wilson, I, I, and a lot of these things get very wordy. A lot of these uh, plays get very wordy. But at the end of the day, you should be able to know your entire offense, personnel groups, formations, pass protections, runs, plus be able to identify the defenses. And so if you, a play is called, you can get out of the play by knowing who's on the field with you and what play you can adjust to or audible to. And the fact that they can't do it, what that shows me is that the coaches are trying to make it easy for the player. They just want the player to play. They don't want them to think. And to me, I think you've got to think and you've got to understand it like, like you've got to know it in your sleep so you can play with free and easy and you don't have all this cumbersome thought process in your mind. And maybe some of these guys just aren't smart enough. Let's go to Steve and East Mariches. Hello, Steve. Hey. What's up? What's up, hey, Stevie? Uh, yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Mm -hmm. Hey, I love you guys. Listen, uh, Gio. Yeah. I bring you up going to Hofstra. That's a great. I went to Hofstra back in 94. These, these phonies that are calling and saying they were crazy. The team stunk back then. They were, they were 9 and 20 and whatever. There was no fans going to the games. So these guys calling in. 
praising them, you know. I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having my back there, Steve. And listen, you should be paying attention to the team now because they're in first place after winning last night and then you had College of Charleston losing. So uh, start paying attention to them now. But yeah, I mean, listen, Jay Wright, Tom Pacora, Speedy Claxton, they had some names where they turned sure it around. And right now, Speedy being the coach and his great coaching staff that he has, uh, they're doing some really, really Great, great things that they stunk when I was saying '94. Well, they don't stink now. I can guarantee you that. All right, Boomer Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Hofstra men's basketball tweeted out a picture of me sitting on the bench last night, and here's our number one fan. CC every WFAN caller. So I thought that that was very entertaining. So thanks, guys. Uh, it is a feel-good Friday, just not a feel-good football Friday today. One of those is left, and we will be in Phoenix for that one the Friday before Super Bowl 57. And we would expect to have some, some great fun out there and enjoy ourselves and some great football conversation. One thing that I don't think we're going to find out about, and I actually know we're not going to find out about next week, is Aaron Rodgers' future because he even said it himself on Pat McAfee that this week is not about me. I don't want it to be about me. Sure you don't. But he said it, and the Eagles and the Chiefs need to be in the spotlight. Another thing I don't think we're going to find out about quite yet because there's a deadline with it is where Derek Carr is going to go. So the Derek Carr roster bonus thing, which is a huge deal because... The Raiders want to trade him. Derek Carr wants a release. There's a deadline there. I believe it's February 15th where it kicks in $40 million. Right. So, but, I mean, this look, the, the way that this can go could happen, and I'll just use the Carolina Panthers as my argument. Not that I know anything. I'd, I'd like, you know, I, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to end up trying to draft one of these young kids. But let's say that the pa Panthers wanted him. And they called up the Raiders and said, look, we'll take him, but we need to renegotiate his contract prior to acquiring him. And Derek Carr would be okay with that if that's where he would want to go. Mm -hmm. um, I don't understand why Derek, that would, the only reason Derek Carr would agree to that would be because of where they were sending him. And because where they were sending him would be to give him a, like say, a five-year contract extension. Like say five years, $150 million. Okay, I'll take that trade. You know, as opposed to sitting there on the open market, that that would be the only reason that he would do that. But the, I, I, you know, that would be. I still say that's a, a twenty percent chance that that could happen. Okay, but I, I, I think if I'm Derek Carr right now and Tom Brady out of the mix, and I am going to be a free agent, and you know, the other free agents out there are like Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. You know, maybe Kyle Shanahan like Sam Darnold. I don't know. Uh, but I would think that if I were Derek Carr, I would try to get my I would try to get myself to San Francisco. If I were one of these quarterbacks that were free and didn't have any trade compensation, I would do my damnedest to try to get to that team. Except if you were Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't know. I he, but he's not going to be a free agent. They're not going to let him get the free agency. You know, they'll they'll tag him. They'll tag him before that they number's can. crazy though. Yeah, man. but that but that's where it's going to start. That's where. His, you know, his negotiating, you know, starts at that point. Yeah. So, it's, which is about thirty-two million. Also, if a guy leaves, 
you get compensatory picks. You do, depending on you know where he is and who he is and how much he signed for. Now, I don't think that the Giants are going to let him go. I do believe that they would tag him first before letting mm -hmm. him go. But but before you were like, ah, Daniel Jones is smart. He stays with the Giants. But you also just said that any quarterback knows themselves should get to San Francisco. You know, the other thing, too, and what we don't know about is really truly how do they feel about Trey Lance. Do they feel about Trey Lance the way that the Jets feel about Zach Wilson? Yeah. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they think that, you know, he was going to grow into the position. Maybe he thinks or maybe they think a year sitting out and watching this thing is going to make him better next year. Yeah. I mean, that may be their their thinking and that Brock Purdy will be back, you know, by what do we think? September? Six months. Right. So I so we're, we're so depending on when he has the surgery, I don't know if he's already had it, but let's just say February. February, March, April, May, June, July, August. You know, September is eight months. Yeah, September would be eight months. Yeah, so from they'll, now. they'll be healthy by then. Yeah, but I don't know how healthy. You know, that's the thing. You yeah. just don't know how healthy. Yeah, I mean, just like the Jets, who are expected to be a playoff team next year if they figure out the quarterback position, and every Jet fan is going to want that with the way that this season went, just like they can't go into the season with Zach Wilson starting week one, the San Francisco 49ers, in my opinion, there's no way they can go into the season with Trey Lance starting week one for them. Well, they may they may think it's going to be Brock Purdy. Yeah, I could understand that. I mean, and who who knows? They, just that it sucks that that opportunity got ripped away from him that way. Yep. Because I do, I do know this that San Francisco, man, when you look at their team and you look at the what has happened to them over the last four or five years, they should be in the Super Bowl as much as the Kansas City Chiefs should be in if they would have had a much a more stable quarterback situation. Yeah, no, there's there's no denying. It just shows you too. We're talking about Tom Brady and his greatness. You know, Brock Purdy was being compared to that. You know, guy out of nowhere, late round draft pick, takes over a very good team, is riding them through the playoffs. But then, boom, hurt, stops, done, six-month recovery. Well, Tom Brady in that same situation went and won the Super Bowl. I would have to look back. I can't remember, but memory serves me that when Tom finally took over for Drew Bledsoe, it wasn't to the level of Brock Purdy and what Brock Purdy had done this year. I remember it was a little bit of a grind, yeah. Um, you know, and then Drew had to go back in and win AFC that title AFC game. title game yeah. at Pittsburgh, right? And then Belichick makes the next decision, saying, "Well, Brady's healthy; he's coming back and starting the Super Bowl," which was amazing when it you was. think about all that. No, I know. And then the way the game ends and how he gets them into field goal range, and uh, the rest is history. But uh, if you look at Brock Purdy and his first six or seven games. And you compare them to Brady's, I, I think Brock Purdy clearly has the better numbers. Yeah. If memory serves me correctly. I have not looked back at that. Also, though, it was, do you feel like the, the game has changed so much from 2001 to 2023 where oh, yeah. it's easier to compile numbers? It is because of uh, the changes that they made in the secondary yeah. and all the different rules that benefit the offensive players. And I think that's what... Bart Scott was trying to say uh, when T. Higgins got, you know, hit the Mar Hamlin. I mean, I know that's what Thomas Davis, who works on CBS Sports Network, you know, I was talking to him. You know, he's in a couple of these meetings uh, and their player safety meetings. And they look at film with, you know, doctors and people that have never maybe nev never played before. 
and the doctors and other people are saying, you know, that's intent to injure. And Thomas Davis is like, that's not intent. Yeah, right. The guy's actually moving his head out of the way and they're arguing about it. So the game has changed significantly where it is easier, definitely, to complete passes and to, even though I'd like to think it's easier to stay on the field, I don't necessarily, the numbers don't really say that because there are a lot of quarterbacks that get hurt. Absolutely. All right. So about 9.15, about six minutes from now, uh, Damon Amendolara, DA, who this morning we found out he was getting, well, Boomer found out, I knew, uh, Boomer found out that he was getting free makeup from our makeup artist, Allie, who was employed by CBS Sports, is going to come in here. And he's going to read some of the mean tweets he's been getting since we exposed this scandal. And I read a couple of them earlier to you. He would like to come in and read some of the other ones. Now, I think the reason why he wants to read these mean tweets to us is because he wants us to feel bad that we talked about this on the air and he's getting this hate. That's why I think he's doing this. I actually think he wants to do it to make it seem like, look at me going along with the fun. Oh, okay. That would be oh, another so thing. Now, here we go again. So now we are trying to figure out why he's doing what he's doing. Yes, of course. Uh, and uh, it seems like at every step of the way that we go along here, I feel like we're accurate. Mm -hmm. And now he's trying to play off of that as it's inaccurate. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, I know I can read a person. He was legitimately angry when he was talking to us in the newsroom. And he was, he said, you, tr you trucked me on the air. You know, that whole thing. That's not our fault. You trucked me on the air. And he said that. And he goes, I just want to see you, what you've done with these people. You should see the hate I'm getting and what you guys have done. And then, like, and Marash was laughing his ass off in the background because he knew that, like, he was pissed off and what was going right. on. So he's just jiggling behind DA. It was great. And by the way, you know, Marash has been, you know, out there too. I mean, he gets hammered. Oh yeah, of course. He gets in the meat grinder all the he time. Kind of gets it. Sure. So he loves it now that DA's in it. Yes. Hey, Marash is surprisingly quiet this morning. By the way, on this whole thing, you notice that <laughs> this guy will not shut up for nothing. And today, he's surprisingly quiet. Uh, Jeff in Melville joins us. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Gio. I got a uh, recommendation for you based on yesterday's conversation around the Phoenix Open. Yeah. I've gone six years in a row. Wow. I go to the 16th hole in one of the suites for uh, for work. But two levels below us, every year, there's that 10 knuckleheads that dress up in Vikings jerseys. Really? And they go crazy. It's only, they go on Saturday. You, you guys won't be on the air. It's the day before the big game. Yeah. You should absolutely, if you do anything. I'm trying. Go about 10, 11 o'clock. 16th hole, it's fully catered, open bar. Oh, I got us hooked. Hey, Jeff, I got us so hooked up. You know me. I, I got us front yeah, row I seats. I got I got my man totally hooked up. I got to see if Gino will let me take him at least for about three hours just to go. Yeah, see, that's the issue. I think Jeff. she will. I think she so will. So my, my wife and oldest daughter are going to come out there and meet me. And now I'm not going to be there Saturday because I am flying out Saturday. I'm not staying for the game. I don't think any of us are staying for the game this year. So I would have to go either practice round Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. And Friday, actually it would have to be Wednesday or Thursday because Friday is Sabrina's birthday and that's the reason why she's out there so it couldn't be that day. So that would be the only time. Thursday or Wednesday, the practice round and and Jeff, have a great time out there again. But it's just, it's going to be difficult. So we'll see. We will see. Maybe I have to use the power of Boomer to call Gina. Uh, that's what I did to get 
my friend Andrew Filipponi to stay in Nashville an extra night when his wife wanted him to come home. Right. I had Jordan Davis call her, and then she was a fan, and that was the end of that. That was an extra night. Done. Yes. Boom. Uh, Shane and Briarcliff. Hello, Shane. You got me, Gino. Good morning, Gino. Yeah, Gio. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's Gio. Gino. Not Gino, it's, it's Gio. Six. Yeah, but hey. Gio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's all right. Go ahead, Shane. All good. All good. Yeah. You got me, uh, Gio. Yeah. I'm calling in because I understand you're making content and I enjoy it, but yeah. you're crossing the line. No one likes a rat. And Boomer is just as in it, you know involved in this. He's allowing you to rat out people in the office constantly. And I'm on Team Spike with this. No one likes a rat. I understand the content. It's good, but you got to stop it. Well, hold on a Minnesota second. Wait, 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 wait. A couple of things. One. Even if, even if Minnesota won, you'd still have issues. I think. Oh, hold hold on. Oh, let, me, let me address it. Let me address it. Let me address it. One. I didn't specifically did not tell Boomer, and he was mad at me that I didn't tell him, and I did not bring this to the air. He's the one who brought it to the air. The other stuff is stuff that's already out there. Like the digital team, the thing we I fought with Spike, that was out on Instagram. Everybody saw it. Listeners were commenting on it, and I just said, hey, it's you know, it's the AFC title game, not the NFC title game, and it hasn't been fixed. So those are two instances where that's not a rat. It didn't get to the air. It didn't get to the air until you brought it out and ratted them out. It did because it was the on the internet all over and the you place. you know better as I do from the South Shore. I got a brother who lives in Copeg. No one likes a rat. Well, I, right. I gotta say this though, Joe. Joe's not a rat in that regard because I'm the one who brought it up this morning. Right? You played him. You manipulate each other. You feed it to each other, and I got it. You won. I'm calling in. I'm going to continue to listen to this great show. Thank you. You got to draw the line, but you beat a little narpish here, Boomer. No, 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 no. I got to I, listen. You know, we, uh, I have, I have, I have, I have very high uh, regard for our makeup girl, Allie. Allie is a stud, <laughs> and I want to make sure that she's protected, that she doesn't get bossed around or. <laughs> Or pushed around by other celebrities around here. Yeah, but you don't bring this one on the air. Well, this you one had to come on the air, that. you know, because I didn't realize what was happening, and I just wanted to get an answer, and I figured Gio would know the answer, and Gio did know the answer. Right, that's right. But I, I didn't know. bring it to the air this time, Shane. I didn't, and I appreciate the uh, the kind words and the nasty words at the same time. That was nice. That was perfect. That's yes, what we want from a corner. Exactly. So uh, DA is with us right now. Uh, he has been the subject of this scandal, getting free makeup from Ali, who was employed by CBS. And he has his side of the story. We have heard that. We have relayed that to the audience. And he said he's planning on paying Ali. So that's his side. But D.A. came in here to show us some of the tweets that he's been receiving throughout the morning because everybody is reaching out angry at him over this situation. Yeah, and I mean, number one, I desperately need makeup. Let's face that. We all do. You actually look very good. I told you that. I think you're glowing. (laughs) I look like death. I mean, every time that I come in. And so she does a great job, no question. But, I mean, clearly, uh, your listeners have taken quite... uh, Quite an enjoyment in, in taking me out to pasture. There's a guy named King of Skunk Duck, whose <laughs> background is a label of Taylor Ham, okay? And King of Skunk Duck says, when you get bitched out by Boomer for making the makeup lady awkwardly do your makeup on TV less radio show, then has a gif of Boomer going, oh, yeah, <laughs> boom. So I like that one. Um, also, a lot of your listeners like to use a GIF or a picture of uh, the Joker from the movie The Joker. Right. 
painting his face like a clown. So they've seen that one. Yes. Uh, so yep, there's yep. one DA getting makeup that no one sees. I do want to point out we are on a simulcast digital only, though. It, it is YouTube. It's not television. Digital. It's Twitch. <laughs> So it's not quite TV, but it is cameras, which is why I would desperately need this. Mm -hmm. There's a guy that just posts a picture of this crazy person saying, don't I look pretty? Uh, There's uh, (laughs) some ugly. uh, Quote, I work at home and I just got my makeup done for 19 video calls today. I look amazing. (laughs) So that's a... Uh, here's a picture of uh, a crazy person putting a lipstick that says, uh, you are a woman. So oh, that's oh, interesting. That's, interesting. Yeah, that's a little uh, tough. Here's a, a gif that says, you loser, you're taking advantage of a nice makeup lady, Allie, F you. So that's kind of direct. <laughs> well, pretty direct. That's good. Beach Bum 508 says, are those your own teeth around your neck? So that was, oh, uh, I think, you- a shot at my oversized teeth, I Right, believe. when you're in a uh, Crocodile Dundee outfit uh-huh. and you have the tooth necklace, yeah. the shark tooth necklace, they're asking if it's your own teeth. Although FOMO Fred has a more direct blast that says, too bad she's not a dentist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Freddy Zona says, oh wow, you being a scumbag and thinking you're more important than you actually are, I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't know what, what this guy has against me. That one was tough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rip says, you're feeling entitled, it appears. They're calling you out for stealing services. Your sports minutes are irrelevant now. <laughs> that one hurts. Yeah. yeah. That one hurts because, you know, it's the, the sports minutes. The integrity of the sports minutes is what I really care about here. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, a picture of a six-year-old girl with makeup all around her face that says, am I pretty? Got to make sure that makeup is on for your TV-less show. And then finally, quote, you messed up. D.A. being a cheap ass. Don't remember hearing your name before they brought it up this morning. Hashtag pay up, bitch. <laughs> so, that was from me. That's a hashtag yeah, that, that I'd me. like to get trending. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, by the way, that you did not mention, remember the Jeffree Star controversy? Who yes. is the very famous gay makeup artist who is claiming to have a boyfriend that's in the NFL. And he posted a picture on Instagram with that boyfriend's back to yes. the camera. Yes. Someone posted that picture in response to D.A. and said... Is this you? Is this me? Yes. Yeah. So, right there. So I, I appreciate all the listeners yeah. to Boomer and Geo that's uh, flooding my timeline today. And uh, I had no idea that this was going to actually turn into all of this. I, you know, when I came in this morning and I asked Geo, I got to stop you for a second. I mean, Boomer knew exactly what he was doing. You knew it was going to turn into all of this. Here's the flamethrower. Here's Da. That's why I didn't tell you because I knew it would turn into all of this. But Allie is great, you're yes. right, and I tried to do the right thing, but uh, it was only a couple of days, I was going to pay her, but I am going to pay her, I promise, and uh, you guys are defending a great, she's awesome, she's amazing, and I get it, I totally get it, you guys are, right, there you're you a go. good teammate, Boomer's always been a good leader, a good teammate, so... I'll, I'll I'll make sure I take care of her. I promise, guys. Uh, you got a Sean King interview. You're late too. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. So get, yes. Yeah. The the former quarterback Sean King. Right, just right, right, right. Of course. So, all, right, all right. Very good. Thank DA. You, Thank you. Uh, there is one more caller on this who's getting on us. Um, so I want to get this guy before the break, and that's King in Hartford. What's going on, King? Hello, boys. Hey. Yes, uh, I've been trying to get through, and you guys learned this morning that. CBS pays for the makeup, but it's not quite covering the cost of the makeup for you. And Allie comes out of her own pocket, and you kind of skated right over that. And you're all over DA. I think you guys got to make up to Allie what she puts in because she's putting out of her own pocket. Sure, King. This is this is the first time I had heard that. 
And that is a conversation we will have with her and understand why not all of it is covered. Yeah, Stephen uh, Waldron from CBS Sports Network. How come you guys don't pay for all the uh, makeup that she uses? Well, like Gio, this is my first time hearing about it, too. So. Yeah, so King, listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. You are you are not wrong about that. That was news to us today. Yeah, but here's the other thing, and too. And we'll, we'll get that rectified as well. She may also buy a lot of the makeup and then turn it in and then get reimbursed for it. That's right. That may, that may be what happens with her. We don't understand that, but we do know she gets well paid to come in and do our makeup in the morning. That is correct. By CBS Sports. Yes. Network. Yeah. Right. Exactly. For the CBS employees that are on the CBS Sports Network. Right. And I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, that she might get a smidge more than some other people. That is accurate. Okay. All right. As in double than right, some other good. people. She's then been around for a long time. People. She deserves it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Been here since the beginning of the show and the whole thing. But God bless her. Boomer and Gio on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Eddie, you are just... <laughs> just saying, seven years, not one raise. Hello? Hey, listen. <laughs> You know we finally here, right? Well, we... It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. It's Friday again, it's Saturday, Sunday. It's Friday again, it's Saturday, Sunday. It's Friday again, it's Saturday, Sunday. It's Friday again. All right, Pooper and Gio on the fan in CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Friday. And we'll be in Phoenix next feel-good football Friday, Super Bowl 57. We're leaving this weekend. I believe Boomer is leaving tomorrow. We're all leaving Sunday. So I'm very excited for next week in Phoenix. Uh, I did get word from an upper echelon fella. Who, uh, higher up, higher up. Higher up fella. At CBS. Who is, uh, yes, is someone that I respect very much. Someone yes. of great importance. Of great importance. Influence. And- Influence yes. and someone who certainly is not going to give us bad information. Never. Tyler Harris. <laughs> Eddie, you are out of line today, man. You really are completely out. <laughs> you're going. You're talking raises on the air. You're you're pulling back the curtain on the higher ups. You're making me. Look like an idiot because I called her by the wrong name the first time. <laughs> just really just out of your lane today. Um, so this higher up that may or may not have been the drop said uh, that Allie is made whole. And they meet every standard in which she needs. Or exceed every standard. Or exceed every standard. Exactly. So she is uh, taken care of. So we don't have to worry about that. Except by DA. Except by DA. That is correct. Can you believe what this cheap bastard is doing? <laughs> what a jerk. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Out of context. And a correction. Uh, not seven years. We just completed our ninth year. Oh. Great. <laughs> I'd like to add that cherry on top of this conversation. Did you hear that, Jerry, out there? I did. His seven years no raise hello comment. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie going out 
with a bang on this feel-good Friday. <laughs> Closing out the week. The question is, will he return? <laughs> will we see you in Phoenix as an employee or maybe just a tourist? Uh, okay. That hot air, air, hot air balloon or just keep going. <laughs> You're right. yeah, we're going to put you in your own CBS hot air balloon <laughs> and then punch you into the sun. <laughs> Go find space. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't this what you wanted all along? <laughs> Geek. <laughs> Big balloon fest. <laughs> uh, all right, Jerry. Uh, I know you have an update moment of the day. Yeah, uh, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. It's enough with Julian Love. We heard what he said. That's good. We'll move on from there. Uh, a couple of things here. Of note, uh, Jerry Jones talking about the philosophy of building a team. I did hear Boomer reference it in a sports minute. So here was uh, Jones. I guess this was a couple of days ago when he met with reporters. Um, it's a little long, so I'll cut it off here about 10 seconds in. Anybody that thinks I won't take a chance has misread the tea leaves. Okay, But I do think longer term, and I'm real hesitant to bet it all for a year. That surprises me. He doesn't have many seasons left. <laughs> yeah, especially that for that reason, Jerry. Because of what he said before this season, that comment surprises me. Yeah, because you thought he'd be dead by now. No, I didn't. I, I hope don't. he makes it through the offseason. Right, to be fair, he thinks he's dead before the season starts. Oh, that's Not right. by right. now. I don't. His days yeah, were numbered. Months. Yeah. It's like at <laughs> some point, maybe draft. I don't know. camp. He actually yeah. looked very good the other day talking to reporters. Minicamp. You think <laughs> minicamp? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think he's at, he's at Mobile right now. He's at Mobile. Right. So that's where I believe he spoke to reporters. Maybe it was yesterday. Hmm. I don't know. It might have been a couple of days ago. Then you've got uh, Tom Brady retiring, and some have different takes on it, like uh, Mark Sanchez, who right now is an analyst at Fox. Thanks for, for ruining the trajectory of my career for the second time, Tom. Wow. You know, I get drafted to the guy's division. Now he's got to come... Come to Fox and ruin everything here. So I'm just, you know, I can't get away from the guy. <laughs> then then he said, I'm joking, of course. Yeah, that was yeah, on the Dan yeah. Patrick show, though. So that that was kind of funny. Um, D'Amico Ryans did get introduced in Houston yesterday. And I wanted to play this from a couple of days ago. Lepresti never played Ocho Cinco, right? No. I don't think so, right? Nope. So this is from, I think, Tuesday. He's on with Shannon Sharp on the podcast that uh, Shannon does. And I did not know this about him. I thought he was a flashy guy. And here he's talking about how he actually never spent a lot of his money, saved over 80% of the money that he made in the NFL. There's nothing I can buy that's bigger than my name alone. So it made no sense. But everybody's caught up in image and looking a certain way and being rich. It's me. It's pointless. You know how hard it is to live like that all the time consistently and be fly every day? Especially you know, as a pro athlete when it does end. And he talks about, what about all the jewelry that you had? Never bought real anything when I was playing. Never. What was the point? I went to Claire's. For all, for went, all yeah, your jewelry? Yes. For what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was great. And then uh, the current athletes that are flying privately. Fly private? Yeah. Shh. I ain't flying private. I'm spirit. Put me on spirit. Exit row. Window seat. That's all I need. As long as I get from point A to point B. I don't need private. That's great. Good for him. I good for him, really man. good. Yes. Yeah, and he's following all the rules on spirit, by the way, unlike Odell Beckham Jr. I'm sure he Put your seatbelt on, he puts his seatbelt on. You understand the exit road situation? Good. I remember. And if you don't like it, don't worry about it. I'll fly private anyway. Yeah. I remember when Antonio Cromartie was with the Jets. 
and he showed up for camp in a Prius, which great car. I love the car. I had one too. And he did this whole thing about guys who are just spending money frivolously or whatever that word is. Uh, he goes, me, I'm saving money. I got my car. It's just being smart. And one of the, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was, um, Samini. No, I, don't, I think it might have been Canazero who was yeah, like uh, half jokingly said, don't you kind of need to save money with, your big family, <laughs> and he just looked at him like, because <laughs> right, with nine, right. ten kids. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. But yeah, he was one that talked about saving money, too. So that was Chad Ochocinco. Knicks beat the Heat. Good win last night at the Garden over Miami, who was ahead of them in the standings by just a couple of games. Barrett throws it away again. Picked up a lot of aisle. Hero on the bounce. Goes out the corner. Struess stolen by Sure was. Mike bringing the call on uh, MSG as the Knicks beat the Heat 106-104. Miami had the ball in the final couple of seconds. They did get a three off, uh, but it was missed by Tyler Hero. And so New York comes away with the home win, which has not been easy to do these days. Here's Emmanuel quickly. He says really needed this. Uh, it was a big one. Obviously, like you said, needed that game. Uh, they were ahead of us in the standings. So um, really just came down to defense. We knew it was going to be like a slugfest type game. They play a lot of defense. So uh, that we just knew we had to do to get the dub. Julius Randle, a big part of it. 23 points, 10 rebounds. R.J. Barrett had 30. Um, and Randle was named to the All-Star team as a reserve. Jalen Brunson was not. Tom Thibodeau, though, wishes he was. I thought he was deserving. And uh, the hard thing about the All-Star uh, game is there's not enough spots for for the guys that are, all the guys that are deserving having great years. Uh, usually the the next year, once you get established, you, you'll get more consideration. And so perhaps next year for Brunson, who did not play last night because he was sick. Um, Knicks are off tonight. Lakers beat the Pacers 112-111. Cavaliers over the Grizzlies 128-113. You had the Donovan Mitchell-Dylan Brooks situation. Brooks hitting Mitchell in the groin when he was on the ground. So a lot of people wondering, intentional, not intentional. Here was, uh, nope, didn't load that one. I was going to have Shaq playing it, uh, talking about it, but we're not going to. We're going to move on. But it certainly looked intentional. When you watch the video and then the two get into a scrum and then all the players get into it. Um, Darius Garland did have 32 in that game to lead the way for Cleveland. <laughs> Pretty obvious. Even though I've watched it six times, I'm still laughing. I mean, it's as obvious as can be. He knows exactly what he's pretending like he's getting up or stretching or something. And whap! Oh, there oh look go. at that. Accidental bull sack. Oh. <laughs> Man, what are the odds of that? Here, here was the Shaq comment. <laughs> I think the hit was intentional, but I don't think he meant to hit him in boys but like you said he looked back and, and, and when you do your arm like you're gonna hit something well that's what he got so not great uh mavericks beat the pelicans 111 106 luka Doncic 31 but left with a heel injury Giannis scored 54 and the bucks went over the clippers 20 came in the fourth quarter and another triple double triple double out nikola jokic 22 14 and 16 assists nuggets beat the warriors last night and locally hofstra over towson 76 72 the magic of the new assistant coach and new staff member tonight, Gretchen. What was the impact he had? Great impact. He he, he diagrammed our first play. I think we still on it too. So <laughs> you got to come back, Jay. There you go, Speedy Claxton wanting you back for the next game. We shall see. That ties them, and I, with the tiebreakers, you say they are um, atop the Colonial League. So that's yeah. kind of good. So Spe I found out Speedy Claxton goes to a restaurant in Sayville. Hmm. It, would it be stepping over my bounds of this newfound friendship if I texted him at some point and said, Speedy, would you like to go to this restaurant? No, not no, at all. Of course not. I mean, is the guy played in the NBA? No, I, no, it's but he's been, 
He's reached out to you on you. Twitter. I think it's good. I and you just spent the day. You're an assistant coach now. That's yeah. a great new relationship right there, Bix. I love Speedy. Come on now. Now, I'm thinking, do, is that like a me and Speedy thing? Or it'll you know, bring the significant others thing? What are you doing? That's fine. Whatever. I mean, maybe you just break ice, just you and Speedy yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. And, and then I'm at the Portly Villager. Right, off season. <laughs> we could go to the Portly as well, yes. Um, but uh, off, I'm not going to mess with him now. Too no, busy, right? No, no, no. Whatever his downtime is. Pretty big is. stretch of the right, season right. right now. Yeah. Or what you do, you just say, hey, look, here's my number. If you ever want to go out and save him, let me know. No, nah, he's not going to do that. <clears throat> I got to reach. I got to be the aggressor hey, he here. He said, hey, we got to get G back in the house. So. He did say that. By the way, NBA champion, Speedy Claxton yes. with the Spurs. Who will likely be an NBA head coach soon. And he actually spent his last year with the Warriors was Steph Curry's first year with true? the Warriors, and they overlapped by six months. That's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, recruiting tool, hello, hey, I played with Steph Curry. Any other coaches in the CAA play with Steph Curry? I don't think so. Come to Hofstra and let's beat everybody's ass. And and these former players have a lot of pull. Dion supposedly has had one hell of a recruiting season, which is not surprising. But well, he also kicked half the squad off the team and yes, then went right into the transfer portal and got everybody else. That's and very he, true. He told them that too in his first meeting. He did. He was like, a lot of y'all not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right, time now for Moment of the Day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. I'm a little torn here. Um, I was all set to do DA stuff, but then he kind of came in and read stuff. I don't know if I want to do that again. Although it was kind of good, or I could have the caller that you yelled at. <laughs> Which one would you like? Uh, They're pretty good, both of them. Okay, then do the non-DA one, because we just had that. All right, fair enough. So the caller that uh, took issue with Gio going to the Hofstra game last night, sounds like he didn't enjoy it, and Gio gave it right back. You're a bigger fake as Eddie the jockey guy. No, wait a second. How is that a fake? Did you, just ex did you not hear me explain the situation? I was invited by them. But since you graduated, now that you've got time. That's what I asked you. He has no time. He has no time. He's got two kids. He's got a Wait, job. He's got... Hey, I've got two kids. I've shoveled snow. It's four below zero. So I have to use my time to go to Hofstra basketball games? Huh? So I have to use that time, the free time, to go to Hofstra basketball games to satisfy what you think is a good fan or not? No, you're not a good fan. Uh, I, what are you I, talking First of all, did you not hear the explanation that I just gave before? I have been totally honest, Mike. I said, I grew up a St. John's fan. I am a St. John's fan. Hofstra, hold on. Hofstra, I've been honest. Hofstra invited me to go because I asked Jerry, I told Jerry Reck, I'm jealous of your Rutgers thing, and I like the team atmosphere. Stop talking for a second. And then, then they invited me and said, would you like to come and be a coach? And I said, yes. And we both get something out of it. I get a cool experience at Hofstra. They get me talking about Hofstra. And that's the way the world works. I'm not Al. I actually listen to your show. So then why are you giving me crap about it? You would handle this differently? Am I supposed to say to Hofstra, I'm sorry, Speedy Claxton, the guy who played in the NBA and is a Hofstra legend. I'm not going to go to your game because a-holes like Mike in Vermont are going to think that I'm a fraud? Is that what I'm supposed to say to that? Well done. One of the moments of the day. Wow. And by the way, people are going to think I hung up, but he, no, hung, he up. hung up. I know you. I did. was waiting for a response. I looked over. He was gone. Yeah, yes. That thing was going on. It was getting funnier and funnier. But now that I listened back to it, I didn't realize just how angry yes. you got. What was the second guy that was questioning me over some nonsense? <laughs> I was like, this is like, like, we're putting a spotlight on a cool local program, 
And I had a great night as assistant coach. They won. They're in first place. They loved it. I loved it. Isn't that all that matters? It's all about love, G. Good time had by all. They won yes. the game, and people still find it. G, this is what we need more in the world. Love. Yeah. The only thing that matters is the Hofstra absolutely thought it was awesome. They got good video on it, everything. Yeah. We're talking about it. And then I had a great time. You know, Jerry, when I went to the rack? Yes. I loved it. I know you did. Hey. My Maryland Terpins lost, but I loved it. It's a good experience. A lot it's of so love much going better around. than regular season. My man Marco Bataglia, NBA. big, big Marco. Yes. Even though he's looking at his phone the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Who? Marco Marco was? That's what Boomer said. Marco's got a lot going on. (laughs) Yes, he does. He does. He's got that beach plum ice cream uh, shop down by Al. Yeah, Bradley Beach. Marco does? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, what's it, beach plum? Beach plum. Oh, I didn't know Very popular. Yeah, that's cool. I know Eric, by the way, Eric Legrand, not only the coffee, he's got a whiskey label coming out. I was trying to get you that. I was trying to get you an endorsement deal. With beach plum, would you want that? No, I would love that, yeah. Yeah, you'd love that. Go shoot some videos with them. Right. Hi, I'm Al Dukes, who eats nothing with sugar. (laughs) I love beach plum ice cream, and I've never been to the rack. (laughs) That's a very good point. Yeah. That's that's where you're going to work out. If I were to eat ice cream, I'd go to beach plum. (laughs) That works. This isn't Bobby approved, but hey, if you want to kill yourself. (laughs) Come on, leave ice cream alone. Uh, Okay. Very good. Good deal. See you in Phoenix. Yeah, see you in Phoenix. Hey, what? Any hope to see you in Phoenix? Yeah, I know. Uh, so, I guess we're landing around the same time. So we gotta, we gotta. Connect. This is true. I think so. Pretty right. sure. I'm pretty sure. About eleven o'clock, something like that. Ten. Oh, that's right. I'm a little earlier than you, so I gotta like wait. What time you guys. are you leaving? Seven a.m. Oh, well, we're right behind you. Know, we're right behind you. Right, Seven twenty, something like that. Perfect. And Boomer will be there waiting for us at the airport. Oh right. yeah. Are oh, you picking you us go. up? Yeah, I'll pick we- you up. All right, nice, perfect, <laughs> or not. <laughs> on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I do think sometimes that my wife, Gina, deliberately tries to ruin my Friday feeling, my feel-good Friday feeling. Instead of waiting to tell me things, like later in the day or seeing how things progress, she gets me all nervous and anxious about things that might happen. So I'll give you another example. This morning, just a couple of minutes ago, Sabrina's best friend at school that she spends every minute with is out today with a stomach virus. Oh, great. Thanks, Gina. That's now in my head for the rest of the weekend until I leave for Phoenix. Like, Don't tell me this. And if Sabrina starts puking, then go, I kind of thought this was coming because I didn't want to tell you, but her best friend had. But if it doesn't happen, then I don't have to worry about it. And I would have never known. Now you got to worry about it. Ignorance is bliss. That happened to me two weeks ago. Stomach virus? No, little Casper had a stomach virus. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, you know, went up to New Canyon to go see them and uh, went out to lunch and everything. And next thing I know, Gunnar texts me the next morning, uh, by the way, uh, me and Darcy both have the stomach virus. Yeah. You see, that thing is its hey. so lethally um, contagious that you're going to get it. But I was lucky that I didn't. Amazing. I didn't get it, so. Amazing. So we'll see. Hopefully she doesn't get it. Hopefully everything's okay. And then last Friday was the thing, do you remember, with the the shelf? Oh, the shelf that broke, and then you you, you, you got a notch of, in your wood floor, yeah, too, or two, something, two right? chunks out of the floor, yes. There's yeah. two chunks out of the floor. And she did handle it. Gina handled it. She went and called, got a good price, a better price than she initially said for the thing, and got it delivered, and everything's fine. But if she hadn't told me about it, and just said, hey, this broke, I'm handling it, I would have been fine. But instead, she sends me a picture of the shattered glass on the floor. 
on Friday at 9.30. And she wants you to have the feeling of frustration and disappointment and everything else. She wants to share that with you. Yes, me. she does. Yes. So now, what? so the second I read this, does this happen? Probably not. This doesn't happen to you because you're much more mentally stable than I am. <laughs> the second that <sighs> I see and read stomach virus, my stomach starts to hurt. And it's all psychosomatic. I don't have a stomach virus. My stomach is fine. But my brain read my daughter could have a stomach virus because her best friend does have a stomach virus. So now all of a sudden my stomach's going. Blub, 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 yeah, but you know what's going to end up happening? You're going to end up uh, going to the airport on Sunday morning and right. it's going to be like, uh-oh. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll be worse. You know, one hour into the five-hour flight, that's when it hits me. Yeah, you know, I, I had, uh, real quickly, coming back from Phoenix one year, we uh, went to dinner at a place called Greasewood Flats. And it's out, like, in the desert area. And yeah. it's a great place, don't get me wrong. And uh, the next morning, everything's fine, got to go to the airport, go to the airport, get, and I'm sitting down, and literally, right as we're getting ready to take off, it hits me. Oh, God. And I got to go running to the bathroom as the plane is taking off. Oh. And the flight attendant's screaming at me. Oh my and god! And I'm sweating. There's nothing you can and do. And I'm like, I, there's nothing I can do, or I'm going to ruin everybody's flight right here. Right. I got to get into that bathroom. Right? You want me to puke on Phil right here, or would you like me to puke in the bathroom? Exactly. So I, uh, I, you know, they, I was stuck in the bathroom all, for about an hour on this plane. Oh god! And I for felt really bad for anybody else having to go back into that bathroom. Well, after I was done. germs and everything that was in there. They I probably was, got sick was, too. I, you know what it was? It had to be some sort of food poisoning. I don't think it was stomach virus. They just it was food poisoning or whatever. But you know, greasewood flats. You remember that now? And I remember having fajitas. Mm. And uh, so hopefully that's not going to be your. Thing. Yeah, I know. Now that I put that in your mind, yes, a little bit, yes, okay. because of the plane. Now that's in my mind, and you're right. That's exactly what's going to hit me. And the thing about the stomach virus, Buenos tacos, amigos, Buenos fajitas, <laughs> boomer. Yeah. So the stomach virus it does not give you a, much of a warning sign. Like you go from feeling okay to deteriorating a little bit to full blown puke poop for hours. So like, it's not like a cold or like, oh, I've got a scratchy throat. Oh, I feel a little tired. Oh, today I've got a stuffy nose. Stomach virus goes zero to 100 like that. So I could be bopping around JFK on Sunday, getting ready to go to the plane, sit down, boom, and be in your situation. Good luck with that.